0: Okay. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to meeting 17 of Frodsham Town Council. Um, I'm, I would like, what I would like to do is because we've got a, a lot of things to cover in public speaking time. I would like to propose that we bring forward agenda item 246, the co-option, up to after declarations of interest. Are councillors happy for me to do that? Yeah everybody happy yeah okay so uh, have right. we got everybody? Here? sorry have we got everybody with us that needs to be here i uh, yeah i think so haven't we joe we've got a full uh, turnout of councillors yeah
1: there's nobody waiting to be admitted to the meeting
0: okay, okay that, that wasn't the same the question is is
2: everybody here who should be here lynn riley isn't here yet uh,
0: is mark there mark neil
2: yeah yes yeah, we've got mark and frank yeah. Do we know
1: whether Lynn is coming? No. We don't. Lynn um, Oh, right. Excuse me. She is in the waiting room now as you speak. I'm just good. into the meeting.
0: I can take it then, Joe, that we, as we've got a full house, with no apologies for absence. No. Thank you. Um, Shall we do declarations of interest while we're waiting for Lynn? Okay, Um, Lucy. Uh, I would like to declare that I have a
3: child at one of Fredham's primary schools.
0: Okay, um, anyone else? Mally? Can I, I I de- de- can I just
1: take a step back there, Lucy, and say what
0: what agenda item? Um, it's about the
3: grants and whether we're to split money between primary schools. I don't know whether having a child at one of the primary schools would be counted as
0: conflict of interest or not.
1: It's a gender item 253, Joe. But it
0: wouldn't be a declaration of
4: interest. Um, On the co-option I'd like to know that I know three candidates but I have no associations with any of the three.
0: Yeah, I I would like to add the same. I know three of the candidates but I don't have any business associations with any of them. Uh, Donna?
5: I know one of the candidates but no, I, have, well, I don't have a business. No, no business uh, association at
0: all. Okay, thanks. Anybody else, Ryan?
6: Uh, if that's the case, then I don't have any business association, but I know two candidates.
3: Okay, uh, Lucy, no business association, but I know
2: one candidate.
0: Okay, is that everybody then, Caroline?
2: Can I just say that if anything does crop up, I have the right to say that um, you know I've just forgotten because I've got a lot on my mind at the moment. Yeah
0: okay I think that applies to all of us if it if it, a gender item comes up and we suddenly realize we do have an interest just to just raise it at the time. Right for those that have just joined us we have agreed to bring forward a gender item 246 the co-options to this part of the meeting because we've got a very long public speaking time. Uh, Mark.
7: Yeah, just on this item, um, um, we've got four candidates for two vacancies. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Now, two candidates have submitted their, their their resumes and their application papers. One candidate, I've got the resume but no application papers. And another candidate has applied for a vacancy in Castle Park Ward
0: or Castle Ward. Jo, do you want to clarify what um, the candidates have applied for?
1: Yes, yes. I, I went back to each of the candidates to ask them to specify. So for Overton and Five Crosses Ward we have a Steve, Milner, Pauline Lowry and Emma Jones. So three candidates for that one vacancy and for the Waterside Ward, we have one candidate, Paul Martin.
0: Okay, so can we proceed then to the vote? No, I'd like to suggest something before... Sorry, can I... Yeah, no, I,
5: oh,
3: sorry. Um, I, I would like to suggest that we are each able to pick our preferred two councillors as opposed to one person just being able to go in uncontested.
1: Can't do it. D- Joe. No, I'm sorry, you have to take each ward vacancy and have a vote as per our co-option policy.
2: Caroline? Yeah, c- can I just say I- I'm a little now perplexed because this is the first time I've heard um, that Joe has actually contacted all the candidates and ascertained what they wanted to be, um, you know, expecting to go on to. Why weren't we sent an email to understand this? Um, Because I've only just read the documents because I wanted to be fresh and have everything fresh in my mind. Um, So, there was the, the actual form and declaration from Steve Milner, his, so we didn't know, he hasn't signed anything, we haven't seen that form, and the fact that one candidate's actually applied for where there isn't a vacancy and signed the document. I, I think we should actually put this to the vote and I think we've got to delay until we've got all
1: our facts. Jo? You do have all your facts. You do have all your facts in the most recent document that came out with the uh, meeting, the meeting invite. It's quite clear you have three vacancies, well, three applicants, Two. vacancy of Overton and Five Crosses, both are the names that I've given you, and you have one for Waterside Ward. The information has been provided for, to you.
2: No, because one of them said that they were interested in Castle. It's been clarified. So so well, why weren't we sent an email to say that?
8: You
2: were When?
1: Does
3: it affect no. the what vote?
8: Of course it does.
3: Because it means one person gets to
0: go in uncontested
3: and the rest of the... No, people.
0: we have to vote for both of them, both vacancies. Regardless of how many applicants there are, we'd still do a vote if there was only one candidate for each oh, ward. I, I think we need to have two for each place. Yeah.
8: Yeah. can no well, we, we,
0: like right? yeah, we have a co-options policy and joe has followed it uh phil then ryan
8: my understanding was that we had four, four um applicants and they were all applying for each for both wards no this is the no. first sorry let me finish mm. this is the first i've heard that one candidate is only standing for waterside my understanding is that and if that's the case, I think we should drop this now and do it again next month because there is a lot of confusion about the paper. The paperwork, from what I've seen, is not um, coherent. It 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 just it doesn't work. And I, I I would have no confidence in in one in having a vote on Waterside, which is not going to be a vote because there's only one person.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Can I can I propose then? That we do. We have this uh, we ask for this to be deferred till next month, please. That's because indeed. I am totally I am totally That's confused. Indeed. Joe. Thanks, Phil.
1: It can't be deferred until next month, it will have to be until January. When
0: fine, this... fine,
1: Make... fine.
0: Thank you. So we've got a proposal and a second. Who's in favour of deferring the co options?
1: Can you just give me some names, please? It's difficult to see you all when you're really small on the screen. So, who?
9: Bill Stockton. Sorry,
1: can I just take.
0: Hold on a minute. Joe. Time. Who
1: is in favour of deferring this until January?
2: Caroline Ashton. Thank you. Sorry, I didn't get
1: that.
3: Lucy Sumner. Thank you.
9: Phil Griffith. Phil Stockton.
0: Thank you. Pat Williamson. Thank you. Helen Hayes.
4: Thank you. Mally Pelton. Thank you.
7: Mark Neal. Thank you. Frank Pennington. Thank you, Frank. Bernie. Ryan. Thank
6: you. I'm me Joe. I don't know if you've got mine, it's Ryan. Sorry Ryan, you you want to defer? I, I want to defer, yes please. Thank you. Okay, so it's deferred then. I, I, would, I would like to
1: make
0: a comment. Please. Hold yeah. on, hold on a minute please. Please can I apologise to the candidates. Um,
2: I do apologise that you've had to come online tonight and we've had to defer this but the paperwork that we have had, which I have been looking at in the last hour, couple of hours, is not correct. And it is not fair on any of you that we make a decision on this paper. So I do apologize and I'm sorry we've messed your evening around, but we joe. will be back in touch with you.
3: Thank you. Oh, I would like to make a comment. Um, sorry, joe
0: has got
1: a hand up to speak. Jo. I circulated the most recent documents. I put them into separate PDFs you have had all the information that i have received
0: okay thanks joe donna i I just wanted
5: to i mean i'll go with majority of on the the deferring it but i received the information of what candidates were interested in which ones Donna.
0: OK, well, that's that agenda.
3: Well, I'd like to make my comment. And um, my comment is that I know one of the candidates was happy to stand in either wards and was told that they must make a decision for one yeah. or another. That, that, is our, that is our co-option policy. But when I applied as a councillor, I said that I didn't mind and that was OK.
8: So did I.
0: Right, well, I, I can't remember what happened at that stage. But it's deferred till next month anyway. Okay. So can
8: they apply for all they can all both in fact we'll have three okay. wards then? Can they apply for all three awards? Joe? No. no. Why? Because it's the policy.
0: No, it is. Okay. It wasn't one yes, I
8: it did.
4: Is.
0: No, because and it is the policy. Can we just stop this arguing now? We've got a co option policy and I will make sure that Joe follows that co option policy. If you're not happy with the policy, And I'm pretty certain that it follows the model that Chalk and Nalk set. It does. Look at that at policy and process, next policy and process committee meeting. Ryan.
6: Co-option policy also says that all the candidates should be given three minutes to speak. We've not done that in the last two co-options either.
8: Exactly.
0: Okay. So, Joe, you've got that in hand to uh, re-advertise. To...
1: to
3: Not re advertise to delay. I would have
1: said re advertise, but bring it forward to the next full council meeting and give all candidates who wish to be taken forward to that meeting a couple of minutes to speak.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Please could I ask that somebody sends me the form that Mr Milner has filled in because I had nothing with a signature on it. All I had was what what I, I assumed was his supporting letter. Did he not fill in the actual application form? He
1: did, but I wouldn't... Okay, he did, yes. So
8: I, I we, think, haven't, because think, we maybe, haven't had that. No, I think maybe we should ask all candidates <laughs> if they're interested in reapplying to make sure their paperwork is up to date on which wards they wish to apply for.
7: Okay.
3: Uh, I, I would say that it's unfair. When when I joined, that I was allowed to put no preference. And if we're stipulating that people have to apply this time,
8: I, I agree with you. I agree with um, you, Lucy. I didn't well, step as today. I
0: said, if you're not happy with the co-options policy, ask for it to go on the agenda for the next PP meeting, and we can look it. the co-options policy. I just Donna. Yeah. Uh, if if this has been deferred to
5: January, the January meeting, does that mean there will be three vacancies? Will that be Mr Dawson's vacancy as well? Yeah. And would it be necessary? I mean, the, the, the people that have already applied, will it be necessary for them to do the full paperwork again, or will their paperwork stand with tweaks
1: for January?
8: I think we you need know, to make sure we redo all the paperwork and we yeah. understand where we're going.
1: Yeah, can I just say that the vacancy for the, um, um, the position vacated by Andrew Dawson, tomorrow I will know whether there has been a call for election, no actually 25th I'll know if there's been a call for an election. At the moment what you're saying is, correct me if I'm wrong, we defer the current applicants to a meeting in January. Yes. But if also, time, I ask them to confirm which ward they're standing
8: for.
0: Yes.
8: Subject, Joe, can I ask you to put a review of our current um, co option policy on the next PPNR um, committee, please? Yeah, I'm subject to that. that Bill. I've already yeah. asked for that to happen. Um, I'm just making sure it does. So
0: you can please yourselves, then, whether we defer the advertising going through the process again until the co option policy has been reviewed, or we can do it now based on the current co-option policy.
1: Judith, to be fair, I think we have to go with the current applicants. We can't re-advertise the post with a different closing date. The dates and everything has happened in accordance with the Local Government Act 1972. And... Um, so we defer the current applicants to the next full council meeting.
0: So we're in the same boat then? They're, they're still just applying for the award that they have been asked to specify? So then they can't change their applications now? <laughs>
8: yeah. Well, the, their applications don't state any preference at the moment, as far as I'm concerned. They, they don't show so any preference. Philip, to, to, to
1: stop you, Phil. At the moment, they do. They do. The forms do say which at which vacancy you you are applying for.
8: That's not what I saw. Huh?
1: Well, one uh, says say to Park,
3: be and that councillor says they that potential councillor says they're happy to go for any. I've actually got the co-option policy up on my iPad here, and I can see nothing that states you have to specify a particular ward, and therefore I think- At the end of the form,
1: form, Lucy, it says which
3: ward are you applying for? Yes, and on mine, I wrote, I don't mind, but my preference would be waterside, and that was fine.
2: Mine too. Again, again, this time we've had one form filled in for Castle. and There isn't even a vacancy there. Can we
1: please move this item on?
2: Yeah,
0: Okay. Yeah. To,
6: to the next up.
1: meeting, let's move it on,
6: please. Okay, thank you. Up. I've had my hand up for quite a while. Ryan. Um, yeah, I've just checked back through my emails, and when we see, received the original agenda, there is one application for, from Emma for Overton Ward, for Paul from Waterside Ward, from Steve with no forms attached, just a, a letter of interest, and outlining why he would be a good applicant and then Pauline's application which is the one from the previous co-option and then we've had no updates to to those applications at all so we we've all been given the wrong information before we've come to this meeting
0: okay i think we're, we're satisfied now we're going with the the same candidates at the january meeting um, and Joe can will double-check that we have got the right information for each candidate. Okay, Joe? Yes. Okay, we move on then now to um, public speaking time. Now we've got rather a lot of people that want to speak in this mm. section, so we've only got a 20-minute slot. Um, I think if we can, we've got two people that want to speak about Manly Road Cops, Agenda Item 250, um, that's Vivian Shaw and Patrick Cavanna. We have Ian Parkin wants to speak about 253, which I think is grants, and Pauline Scott who wants to talk about over 70s vouchers, grants, and the Christmas Working Group. Um, so time is short. Um, I appreciate it if you could keep your input to just two or three minutes. And if we can start with Vivian Shaw followed by Patrick Cavana.
10: Okay, good evening. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for letting me speak. Um, I'm going to speak on 250.1 and 2, and, and I am speaking to oppose the sale of either of the two pieces of land, Manly Cops and Marshlands. And I'm representing people from around the area of Manly Road, and I'm also representing Frodgham WI. First of all, I want to say these, both these plots are assets to Frodgham Town Council and Frodgham Town Council should be very proud that they own these pieces of land and share them with their residents. Lockdown has shown us that all this public land that we have is very important and uh, all the places, places that people wish to walk to is very important around Frodgham and the more places we have people to walk to, the better it is for everybody. I think we could make them a bit more welcoming. I think at the moment perhaps people aren't aware of the areas that they have available to them and um, for instance the notice at Manly Cops says no unauthorized activity um, and it doesn't sound uh, as if it really wants people to go in there. I think we need to be more welcoming in the land that we've got. Uh, obviously Manly Cops and um, Marshlands came up as potential sites for the Manly for the Memorial Garden and in fact Manly Cops was the one that was unanimously um, earmarked as the preferred site for the Memorial Garden. I know that they're a little bit neglected at the moment um, and hopefully that's just a coincidence that they are neglected uh, but money is available I mean the grants are going to come up later there's a lot of money there not being allocated from the Grants Committee and also um, the Marsh Fund I know won't directly give money to things that are owned by Frodgin Town Council, but I think they might be open to discussion about areas that are going to be put to a specific purpose. Watching Country Countryfire yesterday with Prince Charles was talking about planting a hundred trees. Well, a tree for every child in reception in the town, that's a hundred children, that's a hundred trees that we should be planting in Phrogym. Instead of which, we're suggesting selling two pieces of land which must have a hundred trees on them. So we're actually suggesting taking down a hundred trees instead of putting a hundred trees in, which surely goes against what everybody in the country thinks at the moment about the usefulness of planting trees. I think it's, you know, and Town Council should be aware that they are the guardians of the land that they own, and they shouldn't be too short-sighted in selling it off for just a one-off gain. Uh, a lot of schools did this in the past. They sold off their playing fields, and then in a few years after that, they realised that they had nowhere for children to go, and it was very important, and then it cost them more money because they had to find ways of uh, exercising the children. So we need to be very careful about selling things because you can't buy them back again. So finally, I hope that Frodgham Town Council, instead of putting energies into selling such wonderful assets, will put their energies into making the most of what they have for the benefit and the enjoyment of the Frodgham residents who are, after all, the people they represent. Thank
11: you.
10: Thanks, Vivian. Vivian. Um,
11: Patrick Cabana. Yes, good evening, everybody. Thank you. I hope you all can hear me well. Uh, Thanks, thanks, uh, Vivian. you know in, in general i you know i agree with everything that vivian has said um here so uh, i I'd, I'd like to actually thank uh, councillor critchley uh, judith uh, for, for posting uh, the paper on the history of manly cult uh, me and uh, my, my young family we moved in here in july 2019 so it's uh, so it's good to, to actually you know read all that uh, you know it must have taken a significant amount of effort to create that and provides a great insight into the lands known history uh, yes, from sort of reading that and from listening to everything that everyone has said about many cops, it's obvious that it holds a great sentimental value to the community. That French Town Council has tried to maintain this area. Uh I have seen uh I read there that FTC intend to allow natural growth within the cops, you know, of wildlife plants, whatever. Um however, there's no regular maintenance that I see. So I, you know, just for information, my property borders. At the cops um, there on, on Manly Road uh, however there's no regular maintenance that I see um, there so I understand that there's an SLA with Northwich Town Council there um, which I was, I was quite surprised to, to read actually uh, so I, I'd actually like to request at this time request the worksheets from NTC regarding the cops maintenance visits because I don't think you're getting very good value for your money if you are paying someone to come and maintain that I'm in a quite a good position to to monitor that, being being next door. I don't see anybody in there, um, certainly on a regular basis. I haven't seen much of anyone. Visit there a bit that year. Um, yeah, to, to more specifically focus on the maintenance this area, uh, I'd, I'd like to raise that the brambles and weeds that border my property aren't maintained by anyone. As I've said, uh, so some of them are over six feet high, at least two meters deep. Uh, I was in the I was in the cobs yesterday, and you, you, can't, you can't walk anywhere near back of it because of the, the depth and how, how thick the, the brambles are there. So this contradicts a statement, in my opinion, that the land is under repair instead of being abandoned. Um, also, uh, the weeds are spilling out onto the pavement of Manly Road quite far, and that, that's the path I take basically from my side gate down to down to um, uh, Kingsley Road and, uh, and, and into town and stuff. Um, also the, my, my final point here, as I've seen in a tender. Uh, sorry, I've seen another tender for the maintenance of cops. Is to go back up for um, you know, for, for, for reapplication. Um, this this sort of confuses me a little bit about why there's a proposal to sell when you would re you know put the time and effort into considering tenders from other other vendors on maintenance of an area that you're then going to sell. Um, it, it just doesn't make much sense to me. But you know, so I would like to ask. If there is a reason, a clear reason, as to the reason for the proposed sale, um, you know, I, I hope, uh, I would hope that the decision to sell Is reached though, that myself and other neighbors will be consulted in the first instance. And that, that's all I wanted to say really. So thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Patrick.
11: Um,
0: can we move on then now to Ian Parking to talk about agenda item 253.2.
12: Good evening. Can you all hear me properly?
0: Yeah.
12: Um, yeah. firstly, uh, hello everybody. Uh, firstly, can I, uh, convey Pauline Scott's, um, apologies. She will not be able to speak for a technical reason. and She's asked, uh, if I could, uh, possibly read out her pre-prepared statement, please. Would that be acceptable?
0: Yeah.
12: Yeah. Um, I've yeah. got a pre-prepared statement. Just, just before Sorry. you do that, Ian,
1: any chance of you putting on your video? My sound is a bit distorted here, so it helps for me to be able to read.
12: Do you really want to see me? <laughs> uh, let me just try and get this working now. Does that make up? Oh, there you go. Normally, I have a little little cover on the uh, camera that stops people seeing what, what I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. From Pauline Scott. Um, you'll have to accept the apologies because I'm reading from a, from a small screen. Uh, Pauline would like to question who came up with the idea, and was it debated at the working group? Uh, to hand out money with no control does raise some concerns. In relation to the Facebook poll that Pauline has uh, uh, undertaken, whilst the results can be easily picked apart, the flavour of the residents is clear, which um, yet again we've got the potential some of them are not residents, uh, and it seems that the keeping in reserves until qualifying, qualifying organisations apply is the most supported, albeit you could then equally argue, you could add in that the schools are also um, beneficiaries and could apply for it. Um, Pauline doesn't want any of her comments to be construed as an attempt to deprive the local schools of any funds, but uh, the proposal does not appear to meet the eligibility criteria. A number of eligible organisations and groups have essentially had to shut up shop due to COVID, so perhaps felt they weren't in a position to make an application this year but may need a bigger helping hand next year and a suggestion will be to perhaps to keep the uh, funds in the uh, pot for next year so those organizations could benefit perhaps when they need it most. Uh, coming on to uh, the Christmas tree uh, Pauline would like to convey her thanks to the uh, working group for their work. Um, there were some raised eyebrows about the costs and the construction. Uh, perhaps a local fabricator could uh, make one and uh, save ongoing costs in the future, albeit that generates storage costs. Um, one quote perhaps needs to be uh, replaced by two. Then Pauline has raised the issue trees at the cemetery, 10 fine specimens originally planted. I believe for a crystal tree in the centre, if harvested, the stump wouldn't look too good, but a stump removal was sorted out. Plant one or even two to replace one harvested. So uh, basically there's some uh, concerns Pauline has about uh, the trees in the cemetery. Um, in relation to my statement, um, uh, my statement as follows, good evening, can I make the following observations about item 253.2, please? And the first observation is rather acad- academic, but it's the fact that uh, we continue to have incorrectly labelled items on the agenda. Uh, we then come to my comments, which actually were picked up at, during the uh, debate about the co-option, which is if there is a, a willingness to adhere to the policy on the co-option, then surely there should be an adherence to the um, policy for grants. Um, The proposal to give 18.5k to the four schools without conditions on the use to which it is put, that was stated by Councillor Critchley very helpfully on Sunday, should consider the following. In line with the normal grants process, there should be a specific purpose stated by schools prior to any award detailing what what they intend to use the funds for that it will be used for additional items not covered by local authority funding and how this would benefit the wider community. Uh, number two, it's proposed that one school already will receive a grant um, in relation to uh, an existing application. And perhaps that should be taken into consideration when awarding the funds, should they all go to the schools. If no conditions are to be placed on this grant, would any failed application of the normal process now succeed? And could this be action that you're proposing be seen to be discriminatory? If they now would succeed on the revised criteria, should these applications not be reconsidered, uh, funds awarded appropriately, and then the remaining funds considered for allocation to the schools. Other organisations such as uh, the uh, FCA church, etc., perhaps should be considered to ensure fairness. Uh, consideration should also be given to the transfer of unspent funding from the events budget into a bigger pot to potentially allow a big ticket item to be purchased that could benefit the whole town including schools, churches, scouts etc and thus meets one of the criteria of the wider community. Uh, We've also had previous comments uh, about big ticket items such as the war memorial path requiring funding going forward. Would it be advisable to set these unspent funds uh, aside for those and thus potentially avoid an inflation busting rise in next year's precept more so when the full economic impact of COVID and Brexit is unknown. Finally, would more people benefit from a reduction in the precept next year? Approximately 18K grants, 15K events and 15K reserves would generate a reduction of approximately 20%. And this potentially could be seen as fairer to all the residents. Thank you, and it's over to you to decide.
0: Um, What about uh, Pauline's...
12: um, I read out right at the start, Judith.
0: Over 70s vouchers?
12: Um, I haven't got any information on the over 70s, I don't believe.
0: So... Um, Okay.
12: No, um, no. Sorry.
0: Okay. Then over to Neil then for his um, PCSO report.
13: Okay. Yeah. Can everyone hear me? All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Neil.
13: Okay. and yeah. um, I'm going to start with um COVID, seeing as it's the uh, <laughs> it's the only thing we seem to talk about at the moment. It continues to be difficult. It's obviously difficult for everyone. Uh, from a policing perspective, we've We continue to try and use the four E's where we will engage, explain, encourage, and then only where, as a last resort, will we use enforcement. Um, Recently, we've had quite a few reports of potential COVID breaches in the area. These are all looked into, um, and thankfully, most of the reported incidents um, have found that there's not been a breach to the rules. It is difficult. It's difficult for us all to understand. I know myself and my colleagues question constantly whether something is or isn't a breach. And sometimes it's open to interpretation. But thankfully, on the whole, fraud has done really well through both lockdown one and lockdown two. And we're not finding that many people are actually breaching. There's a lot of people who are apprehensive, which we can we can understand um, but we're, on the whole, people are adhering to the, the rules and the guidelines that are put in place. Um, and we'll just have to see what, what is announced later this week as to what tier we go into and how we deal with it. It's constantly changing for everyone. So we just um, we take it on a daily basis. We, we have a, an operation running called Operation Pandas and we're regularly updated by them as to what we can and can't do and what we should be doing. Um, but all the way through, we've tried to to use the four E's and only enforce as a last resource. Um, The Cheshire Police and Crime Commissioner, David Keane, um, last week launched a new fund that community police officers, PCSOs and problem solving teams can bid to directly to work with local residents on projects which make the area safer. So, Frodsham has been allocated a £1,000 grant for bids that address community safety issues. This, the money's been made possible, um, seized under the Proceeds of Crime Act 2002, to send a clear message to criminals that crime doesn't pay. Bids must meet the priorities uh, in the Police and Crime Plan and look to develop a problem-solving approach to prevent crime and antisocial behaviour. Grants will be awarded to new one-off projects that leave a legacy as opposed to continuous year-on-year commitments. This could be, as an example, a road safety project, community engagement activities, or a project which supports vulnerable people. So if anyone has any ideas, please let me know. Um, Applications need to be sent to the Crime Commissioner before 5pm on the 18th of January, which given the pandemic and Christmas, it's uh, a bit of a tight schedule. But um, if anyone's got any ideas, please contact me and we'll, we'll talk through it and see if we can get an application for uh, some funds, because it's sitting there waiting for us. Um, traffic-related issues um, due to the COVID uh, pandemic. Unfortunately, Community Speedwatch has been halted. Um, i'm hoping that it will be up and running again sometime in the new year and i know it's something at the moment that is a particular hot topic for um, cheshire police they're, they're very keen to have speedwatch groups up and running and we're lucky that we've had one for a number of years and there's a lot of people getting in touch with myself to see how ours is run to, to see if they can mirror what we do and that's been largely thanks to the support of the town council over the years I continue to get reports of issues relating to speeding vehicles. Uh, this seems to be the biggest area of complaint at the moment. Recent complaints have come from residents on Bridge Lane, Kingsley Road and Hillside Road. I've spoken to some residents, taken on board their issues. Um, when speaking to the residents in relation to speeding complaints, I always promote the, promote the community speed watch group to see if we can get new members involved to have greater speed monitoring on our roads. Um, Whilst Speedwatch remains inactive, I've been busy utilising both Smiley Sid and the TrueCam enforceable speed camera on the problem roads. We had arranged for a traffic enforcement day for next month, but unfortunately, again, due to the current conditions, we've had to postpone this because that means a large number of um, PCSOs, police officers, special constables, all in one area, and it doesn't really send out the right message. Um, so we've, we've put that on hold for now. Um, the schools, whilst primary schools quite rightly are limited, the number of people going into the schools, I've been unable to do the activities that I would normally do in, in this school year. That would be such as stranger danger, e-safety talks and let's walk road safety. I have, however, been in contact with all the schools, spoken to staff in relation to ongoing parking issues. Um, Unfortunately, despite staggered start finish times for pupils, parking around some of the schools continue to cause an issue. Um, I've been outside all four primary schools at various stages over the past couple of months in an effort to ensure the children arrive and leave school safely and the parents at carers park in a safe and responsible manner i've also had to stop going into Helsby high school at present due to direction from my supervision i'm still in contact with the school on a regular basis and hopefully i can resume the drop-in sessions at the school when restrictions ease a couple of areas continue to cause issues anti-social behavior wise for local residents the footpath adjacent to green gates on ship Street, where the bungalows are has seen an increase in antisocial behavior recently especially later on in the evening i've been liaising with residents and weavervale housing and i've been doing regular patrols of the area on weekends and evenings when it tends to be prevalent the other area of concern currently is the memorial field car park on belmont road The area appears to be attracting younger people later in the evening where they sit in their cars playing loud music, littering. There's also evidence of nitrous oxide use, which is laughing gas. Um, These are the silver canisters that the gas comes in, which is not illegal, but can be dangerous. We've we've also received a few reports of Belmont Road being used as a racetrack late at night when the young people have finished on the car park, they're speeding down Belmont Road. After speaking to residents in the area, one thought was to see if the Memorial Field car park could be closed in some way um, overnight, as is the case with Forest Hills Hotel, which is currently closed off. This I believe would be a decision to be taken by yourselves, but is an idea to help reduce late night activity that has crept in since the pandemic has started. Um, my police surgeries, they continue during lockdown, but currently restricted to virtual surgeries where residents are emailing me and I tend to phone them back during the hour of my surgery each week. It's not ideal, but it's it's been directed from the bosses at HQ and hopefully this will change again when the restrictions are eased. Currently, my surgery dates for next month are uh, Tuesday the 1st of December, 3pm to 4pm, Monday the 7th of December, 5pm to 6pm, Friday the 18th of December, 2pm to 3pm, and Wednesday the 23rd of December, 3pm to 4pm. Um, we've also been holding street surgeries where myself, I'm um, the beat manager for the area PC Mike Henry, have sat in a location that's caused us some issues previously uh, for a couple of hours once a month. But again, that's been put on hold due to the current restrictions. Um, and finally, my this update doesn't really feel to me as in-depth as usual, as many of my duties that I have performed have, have had to stop. But in a strange way, I feel like I've never been busier. So I just hope this update you know, is okay for everyone. If you have any thoughts on the role I'm playing in the community currently or have any suggestions of things I can do, please let me know. It's, it's been strange. It's strange for everyone. It's certainly been strange for me. I'm not doing the sort of community activity that the reason why I joined the job in the first place. And I think what I feel is important in the role, uh, I'm doing more policey stuff, which is what I've got to do at this time. But, uh, if, you, if anyone has any ideas of things that I'm, I'm missing currently, please let me know. Um, and that only leaves me to say thanks for your continued support, or everyone on the council. And in case I don't see any of you over the next few weeks, to wish you all a happy Christmas and a happy and healthy 2021. Let's hope it's better than than this year. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Um,
9: thanks, Neil. Okay. A Merry Christmas.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll see you around town. But uh, Yeah, I'm sure. Good, uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours.
13: Cheers, thank you.
0: Yes, Neil. Um, right, uh, can we go over to Lynn Riley now for our Cheshire West update, please?
14: Okay, so, thank you, Judith. And just before Neil disappears, unless he has done, uh, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd like to um, make a suggestion, Neil, if I may. Uh, I've been writing to David Keane now for... Uh, I think he's gone. Oh, has he? All right. OK. Well, I'll I'll say this to you guys anyway, because I have been writing to David Keene for several months now, um, primarily asking for him to lead on a problem solving approach to the fly tipping on the marshes. Um, I literally spend more hours and days than I care to uh, to think about trying, you know, bouncing between different regulatory agencies, Trying to, um, you know, look for solutions and basically somebody to enforce, um, you know, the laws of the land when it comes to the um, continual dumping that takes place there. We've missed opportunity after opportunity not to install um, CCTV uh, in and around the marshes. Um, this technology exists, and you know, at the end of the day, this is environmental crime. It's not just a little bit of, uh, you know, somebody's popped down there and, you know, dump, dumped some rubbish. This is, you know, sooner or later, somebody's going to dump something down there that's actually going to have, uh, you know, serious, serious health implications. And, you know, we don't want to get to that point. And I really am all out of patience with both the council and the Environment Agency and DEFRA and the police, because I literally do the round robin every time there's been a dumping in Frogham. So... Um, That's nothing to do with my report. Good evening, members. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. Um, A little bit like Neil, um, some some of my updates are are very much uh, themed around COVID, uh, very much the... Elephant sadly in everybody's room at the moment. So um, uh, as as we're all in lockdown at the moment, uh, I I'd, I'd just try and alert everybody to some of the communications coming out of Cheshire West and Chester around their let's turn this around theme. Um, we are, we're, we're looking now at some very targeted public health messages. Um, Because as, um, you know, those of us who are perhaps sort of following um, uh, these things know, the infection rate in Cheshire, Western Chester is now one of the highest in the Cheshire and Merseyside area. Um, Our infection rate is higher than Halton and Warrington, who were in tier three uh, prior to um, the latest lockdown. And, uh, you know, we absolutely have to, as Neil has just said, keep on with those all important messages of um, hands, face, space uh, to really sort of try and get those infection rates down, because uh, we're all very focused on Christmas and nobody wants to see us, um, you know, in any greater restrictions than uh, we've had to live with so far. There is lots of information and lots of resources on the Cheshire Western website, Um, lots of uh, help and support, particularly for businesses, and for some of our um, uh, clinically vulnerable residents, of which we actually have quite a high number in phrodium, um, which is uh, largely a function of our uh, sort of age demographic. So um, again, if anybody knows of anybody who might be and it was sort of struggling during lockdown. Um, we obviously are all partners um, with Frodham District Open Hands, but if anybody needs any specific personal help, uh, please encourage them to get in touch with me. Um, uh, you might not have heard very much from me, but uh, over uh, recent months, but I've been very, very busy working on very individual cases with people who, uh, who need some help and support through these very difficult times. Uh, I'd encourage all members of the council to have a look at the community community champion programme that Cheshire West, like many areas, um is is running. This is really um a um a, a network where what we're trying to do, thank you. Sorry, just having a, a quiet cup of tea handed to me here. Um, uh, where uh, we're, we're trying to get trusted messages, particularly around public health, out uh, across as many networks as, as possible. Uh, I know that the Clark and Liz are very good at uh, putting some of these out on social media and you know for each and every one of us you know even if it's just a question of you know we can share things amongst neighbours and friends that would I think be very very helpful because there's an awful lot of um you know over sensationalized twaddle going out on the mainstream media and those very sensible trusted um public health messages I think are very important to us all um we're trying very hard to uh, get the um, uh, testing centre delivered in Frodham, uh, there's been, uh, uh, unfortunately we were all green, green to go and then when they came and did the final site survey, um, I'm afraid Cheshire-Western-Chester didn't really help itself. Um, the car park behind the leisure centre which had been earmarked for this because of its proximity to the medical centre was deemed to be unsuitable um, largely because of the state of the car park and the many puddles and the very uneven surface for walking uh, along it and also um, uh, I think when the survey was done Cheshire West were finally Um, attending to the um, long-standing drainage issue on Alvanley Terrace. So the conclusion was that this was a site prone to flooding. And actually, it's just a site that suffers from poor maintenance by the local authority. So we are working closely with a number of uh, organisations to to try and deliver uh, the testing centre in Frogem. I was very keen to see a testing facility um, in Froggen because with our very close ties to Holton and close proximity to Warrington, um, uh, obviously we were uh, near neighbours to an area of very high infection rate at at one stage. But we're also um, anticipating that the testing centres will be Um, uh, You know, possibly part of the network for rolling out the vaccine. So I would love to see this uh, in town and delivered. And, um, you know, we're just really sort of pushing quite hard to deliver on that. Cheshire West is uh, finally getting its contact tracing partnership up and running, working with NHS Test and Trace. Um, uh, How that will basically work is that Cheshire West and Chester will be contacting anybody who um, has tested positive, but uh, hasn't been contacted by National uh, uh, Test and Trace within 24 hours. Uh, It's been quite a long time coming because we did actually publish our outbreak plans in July, but uh, apparently we are getting there um, and that's actually going to be quite a positive thing. Um, For anybody uh, that you might know of um, uh, who may be uh, at risk of redundancy or worrying about work and their uh, sort of uh, financial arrangements, lots of help, advice, support, lots of training opportunities, etc. So please do uh, have a look at or please direct people to the, the website or ask them to get in touch with me. One of the many funding streams that uh, we're hoping to benefit from in Frogem is some funding um, uh, around uh, making our high streets as uh, COVID secure as they possibly can be. There's lots of focus, obviously, on trying to um, um, rekindle that confidence in local high streets. And uh, obviously, the town council is involved in those activities. The marketing campaign around this is um i think a, a very nice and encouraging one uh, there's lots of um fr- fr- free to use um uh, signage to uh, sort of keep people safe lots of uh, far far nicer and gentler um messaging around uh, you know it's 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 safe to come out and use the local traders please do so and there is a million pound pot that many of our local businesses are applying to for um, extra business support around some of those uh, things um, um, around the uh, sort of COVID extra costs that businesses are um, uh, having to um, find, unfortunately. Um, one, of, one of the things that we are looking at uh, and a number of our businesses are very keen on is actually for, uh, providing sort of winter cover for people who are having to queue outside of the business premises so um we're, we're hoping that that will actually um uh be something that we can move on quite quickly but unfortunately we've run into the cheshire western chester planning and highways and alfresco licensing debacle that just seems to be um largely getting in everybody's way but um i'm uh, reassured that there will be uh, some very sensible decisions coming very quickly which uh, i hope we will do. Uh Cheshire West like your good selves is about to uh go into its budget setting round. Um i'd encourage you all to tune in on the 3rd of December to the public question time event. Uh it's been chaired by Dave Guest who's just recently retired from Northwest Tonight so uh it should be quite a uh, quite an interesting um uh evening but uh cheshire west will obviously be talking about the budget that it is looking to uh bring forward and deliver because we are um you know we we have published our recovery plan for covid um that recovery plan sorry judith it's quite a long report because um,
0: yeah it's just the time's getting on now we've had a very long public speaking time so um, you know, we've still got a lot of business to get through. Uh, Joe, can I just let Joe speak? Uh, can't hear you, Joe. Can't hear you. Ah, is that it? No. <laughs> we've lost You've lost your sound completely.
2: because
0: nope. she's got her headphones pinned in. Could have just let Lynn finish what she had to say perhaps. Jo, mm. try again. No, we
14: still can't hear you Joe. Okay, does anybody have any questions while Jo's tuning in?
2: Can <laughs> I just make one comment please, uh, Lynn? Um I've actually heard today um, that the vaccinations are going to, uh, they're taking over all community centres. And they will be open eight to eight, seven days a week. Um, So activities at community centres are going to be very hard, badly hit, once we get into the vaccination period. Um, So I think um, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, So just to be aware, and of course, again, it will be all prioritised.
0: Thanks, Caroline. Joe, can we hear you now? I hope so. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, right, yeah. yeah, brilliant. This is just a question really for Councillor Riley. And um it refers as your chair of Castle Park Trust. And I've received emails today to say that reception is going to be
14: dismantled fairly soon. Did it physically dismantled? Yeah. Well, no, because what's as 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 you as Pam has discussed with you already. Um, you know, there, there will be a contract posted on the Cheshire West chest for people to, to undertake the facilities management. Yes. What
1: I'm referring to, Lynn, here now is um, another issue, perhaps, with Cheshire West and lack of communication that uh, reception is going to be relocated onto the first floor fairly soon.
14: Oh, well, that's, that's, that's In news. that's news. couple of days. New News to me. Is that, is that the um, reception hosted by Frodham Town Council? Yes. Is that because they need to uh, get in and work on the conference room? Yes. Right. Okay. I, was, I wasn't aware of that, but obviously they will be liaising with you as the deliverer of the service, rather than notifying me as the chairman of the trust.
1: Let's hope so, Lynn, because so far communications are no better than they were last on the eleventh and the twelfth.
14: Okay, Joe. I mean if, if I could if I could just um ask you, if there are things that you want to communicate to Cheshire, West and Chester, you know, communication's a bit of a two-way thing. So you can pick up the phone to Pam anytime you you want to. And if you can't uh-huh. get hold of Pam, uh-huh. please please Lynn- get on the phone to me. Then Lynn-
1: I have. I've spoken to Pam. I've spoken to Rob.
14: I've spoken to Gavin.
1: I've spoken to all the officers that I can. And all the time, I'm told to speak to somebody else. And, uh, perhaps you and I could do some sort of Zoom update fairly shortly. I did. I'm
14: more, more than happy to, Joe, if that if that would help. I think it would. Right. Okay. You t- you tell me who you want on that Zoom call, and we'll set that up. Thank you. Okay, thank okay.
0: you. Uh, anything else to add, Lynn?
14: Uh, quite, quite, quite a lot. I mean, I would encourage all the councillors to perhaps sort of have a look at the briefings that, that, that are issued by Cheshire West. There's an awful lot happening, uh, you know. So we've got things like the, you know, we just had a, a just shy of a million pounds for the emergency active travel scheme, which will finally deliver some segregated cycling between um, Howie Lane and Helsby High School. How long I, have we been campaigning for that?
0: I think we do get we get all the member briefings, don't we, Joe? With with the Chalk bulletins, we so, do
1: Chalk, we do, and I circulate them to all councillors.
0: Terrific.
14: So, I mean, if anybody literally has any questions, I am on a phone, uh, you know, for about 14 hours a day. Just just phone me if there's anything I can do to help uh, or, you know, um, flesh out for you.
0: Okay, thanks, Lynn.
14: All right. Cheers. Just just one one point on the schools. Uh, I wasn't aware until I read the minutes about the grants to schools. And I'm just wondering whether to reiterate some of the um uh, you know public comments on this whether you might want to ask the schools to consider a grant on on certain behalf on on certain um with a certain focus so you know particularly with so many of our young people at risk of um you know declining mental health you know tie, tying a grant perhaps to the forest schools or to some environmental um sort of scheme within the schools would be no bad thing rather than just um you know le- levering uh, sort of cash to them because you've got a, a surplus on your on your grant funding. okay
0: thanks lynn okay thank you um can we move on to agenda item 247 uh to agree and sign the minutes of the full council meeting on the 28th of september um, Everybody happy with those? Yeah. 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 Okay. And the minutes of the Extraordinary Meeting on the 17th of November. Everybody happy with those? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're happy with that, Joe. Thank you. Yeah. Can we then move on to 248, the finance report pack? Um, to approve the expenditure for October, and then to note the other three items. Caroline? Yeah, I was a little concerned to see uh, that Northwich
2: Town Councils, I think we've spent, I can't, I haven't got the thing in front of me on the Oh Wait a moment, I might be able to get it on here, the finance um, PAC report. Um, they bombard us with £6,000 worth of expenses um when you go down and have a look and i go back to what you know some of the the gentlemen said about manly cops and that we're um that didn't co- you know that i actually met with joe and uh, i don't think you were there Judith. it was just myself joe and um and um i mean again they charged us um 75 pounds just to stream a path from the the main footpath into the the wood um, but Northridge okay. Town Council,
1: okay. I 13th a minute, Caroline, are you, are you objecting to any of the payments that have been made? Because it isn't yeah, it's a payment, it was just a foot. We have a contract with Northridge Town Council and the invoices are paid when they come in and this comes well within budget. So yeah, but they, these are, th- these are what? four that came in on the
2: 13th of October. And there's eight, um, eight grand, eight, nine, uh, nine and a half, nine, ten, nearly over £10,000 worth of invoices have come in
1: on all on one day. They were all recorded on one day, but the work has been carried out over the year. And yeah, but why, why don't they bring it?
2: Why don't they, why don't they come in as the work is done? Don't they... Don't they put invoice? You know, when you're running a business, you normally invoice for the Hi. work
1: on a regular basis. I think this is probably inappropriate to challenge when Norwich Town Council invoice. Do you have an opposition to these invoices being paid? Well, I, I, I mean, it's just that it's ten and a half grand, and it's all at once. And I,
2: again, I go back to what that gentleman said about Manly Cox. Thirteen
1: thousand. I don't understand your objection, other than the fact that they all come in on the same day.
2: Well, yeah. it's, yes, but it's not good, good 13, financial 000. management. It's not good financial management
0: that. I, I think I don't think it really matters, Caroline, because we get all of our precept paid to us at the beginning of the financial year, so the money is there for us to spend as and when bills come in. And these are all bills that we're committed to because we've signed the service level agreement.
2: Okay, well, I, I, I mean, again, I, I would like to scrutinise quite a few of the things that ha- have come in from them.
0: But as far as this, pa- these payments tonight... It just
2: looks a lot of money on one balance sheet, At
1: you know, on one month, that there's ten and a half grand's worth of bills... Over work that's been done over a 12-month period, I don't see your issue, Caroline.
2: Well, there, I I think there is from from a p- p- point of view of having but had huge budgets to handle. You always budget across a year.
1: I have nothing further further to say. Can we uh, take a vote on whether we're going to accept the finance report? Bill
2: wants Bill wants to say that's something. It. How's it? Bill.
9: Yeah, I'd I'd like to follow up from what Caroline has just said. How do we verify that the work has been done properly or done at all if we don't know when it's done Mm -hmm. and we don't know when the invoice is coming in? So what we're doing now is blindly okaying a budget or what's happening or what's being spent.
1: I'm sorry I'm getting really infuriated here you get all the reports every month you get all the information you get the uh, the opportunity to challenge any of this information it's all gone through the books it's all gone through your procedure it's all presented in the accounts every month but it isn't because that that's just that's why I'm challenging it this month
2: I've looked at the accounts and that's why I'm challenging it this month as to what it's why we've got
1: Judith, half worth. chair, please. Could you move to a vote?
0: Yes, I think so. Um, I'm happy to vote for this. Jo has regular contact with Northwich Town Council. She monitors the work they're doing. Uh, the bills have been presented in accordance with our service level agreement, and I, I think we just have to accept them and pay them. So I'm happy to propose that we approve the these payments. Can We have a seconder, please. Malice second in it. All those in favour of paying the bills? So, can you see that, Joe?
1: I can, thank you.
0: All those against paying these bills? No one seems to be against it, Joe, so. Thank you. Okay. Can I just
15: say something, please? Can I just say that, that maybe we need to be looking at how we look at we organise with Northwich Town Council and see that the work is being done. And you know, you seem to be able to come in willy-nilly and do work, and no one's actually saying, "Well,
0: uh, well, I'm sorry, Bernie, we have the service level agreement; it's set out very clearly what they're supposed to do each month." Is anyone there? Follow
8: up on whether they've actually done it.
0: Sorry, yes, they do. I receive a report
1: every month. I receive a report every month. I act on their report every month. So they do a report. They do a, they do a report on the grounds maintenance that they've done.
15: So does anyone actually go out and have a look at that? Yes,
8: I do.
2: Right, you, okay. Oh, that's cool. that. Well, could we see those reports then, if those reports are available? Could we see them, please?
1: You certainly can. You certainly can. You will see a lot more emails with a lot more information on it. That's great. Thank you. Thanks, you, um, and, and if, if you could accept and acknowledge that you've received them, that would be great. That would be great. Okay.
0: okay. Thanks, Joe. Um, agenda item two hundred and forty-nine: um, the over seventies vouchers. Now we've we've quite a, a number down this year. Um, we've missed out on having the Frodham Life publication where the application form is people normally expect to see the application there. So that there are quite a few people that have missed out and they're coming to us now saying, can they still apply? Um, this is a, traditionally, we always have accepted a few late applications. It's been a very difficult year for all of us. So we've got quite a few people that want to put a late application in. We need to decide whether we're going to uh, agree to those late applications or not. Mally?
4: Um, I know that uh, I've had a certain few and I know Councillor Pennington's had a certain few. I think the biggest fall has been not having Frodsham life um, because normally we get such an awful lot from them. I have to admit, um, I had a telephone call today from my brother and they haven't, uh, they didn't realise to do it. So in difficult times, um, with difficult issues. I think we should just waiver this year and put a date on where we can accept and take in any that hasn't been submitted at the moment. That's my proposal.
0: I'll second that, yeah. So it's Frank second seconding that. Um, Joe, you want to speak?
1: I've sent out a report today about the Christmas voucher scheme and where we're up to to date. Uh, Which Liz has spent a lot of time working on. Um, If you wish to extend the date to accept the applications, can I please ask you to put a date on that? Because otherwise, it becomes really, really difficult for reception staff, Liz, me, to know exactly what we're doing. What would be your date to extend to? End
8: of the month. I should say that.
15: The end of November. Perfect. After that,
0: we
8: accept no more application.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Now, the other aspect of that, um, I I think it doesn't actually go into detail on the agenda, but there was a suggestion that we might extend the period of time that people can cash them in. Yeah. uh, but, I mean, at that, at that time we talked about that. We really didn't know whether we were going to come out of lockdown on the second um, of December. Joe, there's not an
1: issue with that, but um, again, there's more admin work involved for us to let the um, the various organisations. I'm, I'm guessing you have all seen this report. Yeah. yeah. Twenty four shops. Yeah. Involved. Yeah. So, in that case, do you extend also to invite more shops to be involved? To give them the date by which they can redeem the vouchers that the residents have handed in?
2: Why would we be asking for more shops? I think, no, we've got the list, that's definitive. What we're looking at is the date by which they can be reclaimed by.
1: That's right. It's not just the date by which they can be reclaimed by, it's also extending the date. So you've extended the date to the 30th of the 11th. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: But the... Um... We don't extend the list where they can cash them in at. No. But we, we, we extend the date as to where, when the people... Well, is it the date by which they can spend them by and the date by which the businesses can bring them
1: back to us? Yeah, that's right. At this point, nobody's made that clear.
8: As a council, we've not made that clear. Well, what's the date now, for rede- f- the, the last date for redeeming them?
0: Um, I think they can spend them up to the end of January, can't they? Yes. yes, the 30th, 31st
2: of January. Yes. And, the, and then the businesses
4: the have got until the end of February. That's Judith, okay, Ryan, Judith, Ryan's had his hand up for ages. Sorry,
6: Sorry Ryan. Ryan. Um, I'm not sure if I should be declaring interest here or not. Uh, in any yes. Yes. Um, as one of the businesses that's on that list, um, obviously we're not, if we go into tier three, we're not going to be able to accept them for the foreseeable. Equally, if we're into tier two, then do we really want to be seen to be encouraging people to go out for meals to spend their vouchers? Do we really? So it, it's very difficult. Um, I, I do think we should be extending it um, to, to almost... Give that extra boost into our high street when everything is back to normal.
4: I couldn't agree more.
1: So again, backtracking, we've got various different issues here. Extend the date to spend it by. Extend the date to apply by.
15: Well, we've extended the date to the end of November for them to apply. Yeah. If we, if we agree on um, a date to which they can redeem them, and then just tell the businesses when they've got to cash them in. That's not well, a One big... bag of a month for the businesses to cash claim the cash back.
0: I, you know I mean? I'd suggest that we maybe give, give people an extra month to spend them. So take that up to the end of February. Yeah. So, so Ryan, you want to speak again?
6: Why don't we just keep it simple and extend everything by four weeks? So the date for people to apply, the date for the businesses to accept, and the date the money to be claimed back extend it all by four weeks. Yeah, It's simple then, there's no confusion. Yes,
0: that's right. Totally agree. Jo, are you okay with that? Or is it easier for you to have end-of-month dates?
1: No, 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 that's fine. Extend it by four weeks, if you're okay with that. On that note, all the current applications are... So we have... 696, I think it is. 926
2: applications. Sorry? It's so many, ha- it's 696 households, and then the other ones are the number of people.
1: Yeah. Right. We've got 900, sorry, no, just take it back. We've got 926 applications this year. Last year we received 1,132 so all the vouchers have now been collated by liz and available in the office for collection by the ward councillors so they're all there and i would like to invite you to make dates to come into the office to collect those ready for you to distribute anything that comes in later will be dealt with later and my proposal is that we send them out
0: Joe, when we had our, our meeting to discuss the arrangements for these, we were concerned because a lot of our councillors can't deliver them. And there was a suggestion at the time that um, the open hands group might help us with deliveries. Now we haven't um, got any further with that, but certainly we've got a shortage of councillors and we've also got councillors who can't deliver.
1: On that report that's being sent out, there are 225 addresses that need uh, vouchers delivering to, and we have one councillor who's able to deliver them. Lakes Ward, we've got 141, two councillors. Overton and Five Crosses, 135, and two councillors. Waterside, two councillors. Um, So we have had previously um a, a suggestion that councillor lynn riley will be able to deliver some of those and while i'm looking at where the greatest number of addresses are it's within castle park ward
0: can i just say i know I, like the money extra money for the grants and that why can't we just post them i know it's a stamp but surely
2: we could afford to post them can i can i just add that you know I am quite happy that we have 200 volunteers on our books for Frodrum District Open Hands. This is a task that they would take on. I'm more than happy for us to send out an email to our volunteers and say would they be prepared to do them. A lot of them are very young because that's the whole point of what we're doing is we're helping the elderly. So I'm more than happy we've got a steering group meeting tomorrow afternoon I will put, I've got several things that we're discussing tomorrow, so I'm more than happy to say that as a, you'd probably have to give them, the, we'd do them all, and we'd get so many, I mean, there are, what, 900, em, no, well, there aren't 900 envelopes, there's 600 and something envelopes, so we could easily divvy those up amongst the volunteers,
1: and they would, they would do it for you.
4: I think that's a brilliant idea. Brilliant.
1: Perhaps that might be a brilliant idea, and that's wonderful that you're volunteering this. As a council, these are effectively £10 notes. And you have X number of £10 notes going out. In the past, councillors have always wanted to deliver them, and deliver them to their residents. At the moment we've got everything split up by wards, and uh, Councillor Lord Pennington, who delivers to the nursing homes, Deleuze. Those vouchers there, Frank. I do the nursing, I do my two nursing homes
2: in my ward, but these people that we've got as volunteers they've all been DBS checked, they're all handling money, they're all going to people's homes and doing their shopping. We're collecting prescriptions
1: Mm -hmm. for these people. I I will see then if we've got some administrative time between Liz and I to sort this out and change everything that we've done over the last 15 years. We need every single one of those vouchers signing for so that we can account for them. It's public money.
0: I'm sorry, for Jerry. No. nobody has ever on. signed for them. Nobody's no, ever ne- signed for what them. What we're
1: asking to do, what we're asking for is that the councillors who were delivering those vouchers would sign to say which ones they've delivered to, which ones they've taken to. No when we get issues in from people saying, I've not got my voucher, I've not got my voucher,
4: we we know who delivered those vouchers.
1: Judith, Judith, never in the past,
4: and I think all councillors from past councils will agree, we've never asked anybody to sign for these vouchers. I think the thing is, this is unprecedented times, and I think Caroline's team, the Open Hands team, are vetted to the last letter I Mm. think they're trusted with so much other things that it's an insult to say that we wouldn't trust them to do the job that Caroline's quite kindly offered to put to them
0: I'm, I'm surprised this is coming up now because it was discussed at that meeting with Liz it was an offer that was on the table then. Caroline was very happy to take that to the open hands group to do. And we were all happy with that. Caroline? Can I just
2: make a point? I actually had a new iPhone delivered last week. I didn't have to sign for my new iPhone. All they do is take a picture. Mm.
8: Ryan's had his hand up for a while. Ryan? We're not just
6: agree that the open hands group will do it. And we will contact the random sample of people that have applied to make sure they've received their voucher if there's any discrepancies we'll take it off yeah that sounds like a
0: good idea
4: okay yeah. i agree okay. yeah um, you
6: know,
2: sorry I think, ryan it, it might oh yes you you because you've got their contact
6: details we couldn't give you any contact details yeah, the, the, the office will have the contact details yeah. we'll say we're gonna Contact a random sample of say one in every twenty to check they've received their vouchers, and then we can we know that they've been safely delivered.
1: Okay, I can minute that, and we can administer yeah. that in the office.
0: Okay,
1: Great. Right. Joe, can I just? I'll need to liaise as to um, who is going to collect these vouchers when, where.
0: Yeah, Joe, can I just check with you because we did make it clear with Liz that we wanted all of these vouchers enveloped before they went out.
4: They
6: They have
0: been, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well,
4: well, it's obvious, isn't it? Caroline will pick them up.
7: (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, I'm more than willing to, Mally. Thank you. We move on then to agenda item 250, land assets. the first one, to consider a proposal to dispose of Manley Road Cops. Uh, sure. Is, this, is, you say this is based on a suggestion that was made by Councillor Dawson when we were talking about the uh, redevelopment of uh, the Ship Street Play area. It was a suggestion. We've just taken that forward as a proposal to consider it. Over to you, Mally.
4: Um, I have made the proposal, but my main proposal, really, wasn't Manly Road Cops but I was just bringing that to the attention of the council as it not being tended to in a right way and I thought that we needed to look at somewhat something like Hob Haywood uh, group to take over and use it as an asset. I see on a later item of the agenda that there is a suggestion of it being used so, I would, and I am looking into paperwork into marshland. So, I would like to defer these items till January, please.
0: Caroline?
2: Uh, can I just say that um, the Hobby Wood people or friends of are very happy to, um, if they, a group of people who would like to look after manly cops is to talk them through what they had to go through Mm -hmm. because of course you have to have a constitution you have to have um a bank account um and all you know where they had difficulties so that it would be they'd have all their lessons learned when they set Mm -hmm. up hub friends and they're more than happy to do that but they don't really want to take over manly cops Because um, it would dilute the effect that they're having in Hob Haywood.
0: Yeah, okay. So are we happy to defer this to the next? Judith,
4: Lucy's got a hand up.
0: Yeah, we just said we had a proposal to defer it before we. No. The idea is if we're deferring it, we don't discuss it now. No. So we let
3: other people speak, but it seems quite often that you ignore my hand or try to. No, I'm
0: sorry, Lucy. I was dealing with Mally's proposal first. Will you let someone else speak? Mally suggested as asked can it be deferred to the next meeting does anybody second that proposal no
8: no
0: no okay then right over to you Lucy and then Uh, Bernie
3: I would like to make a suggestion that perhaps all the assets that we've got maybe we just stop trying to sell them all and maybe we just nurture them all and look after them and make them shine and make the best possible fragile we can. Yes. Bernie?
15: I'd just like to ask Mally, the reasoning, the thought behind selling, um, especially marshlands, it's, you know, I, I don't understand the reasoning. I just would like to know.
0: Well, but it, it's because Do you want me to, Judith, I'll suggestion. Judith, I'll answer it. Okay.
4: There was a survey done and the survey stated the amount of people that actually knew where Marshlands was. I was at Marshlands yesterday looking at the overgraph. I'm quite willing to to, uh, to back down and let you keep every piece of land, but not in the state that it is. Marshlands is dangerous. But Marshlands, that, Marshlands. Sorry, is that a personal opinion that it's dangerous? No, it's not a personal opinion. I've had people down to see Martians, but I don't mind. Look, keep it, but please don't keep it in the same way that it is now. Do you know on the survey that I saw on Froge- uh, on Facebook, and they were everybody was against selling Manly Road Cops, and I understand that. And there was one person who commented about Marshland and the question was, where is it? But well, that's surely our
15: council as a whole, that's their fault. If if the if our residents don't know where a piece of land is that we own it's There's- it's well signposted it's well <coughs> signposted
4: off Main Street it just
15: says Marshlands it doesn't do- but
4: anyway it's up to you guys if you want to spend because it's going to take an awful lot of money I'll vote with you to spend the money Good. but for a, for a piece of land that no one visited I, I agree with you with Manly Road Cops because there might be something that you can do but Marshlands no I I, I won't go with it you can do, if if the consensus of the opinion is to keep it, to maintain it, then I suggest you get quotes to maintain it, because at the moment, it's not in a fit place.
0: Okay, thanks, Mally Donna?
5: Uh, two things, um, my internet connection is a bit bodgy at the moment, it keeps freezing. So I just want to quickly say, again, it was Andrew Dawson's proposal and, I don't want to see those things go. But I also think the way forward would be to to create friends of groups like Hob Haywood. Yeah. And um, Martians is very neglected, very neglected. It could be revamped. Mm. I think um, we need groups, friends of, to support these things. Yeah. Okay.
0: Thanks, Donna. Uh, Lucy?
3: Yeah. I was just saying that just because people don't refer to it as marshlands, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't use it or know where it is when we go there and we call it the tiny forest. Um, okay. well, can I,
0: can I just remind you all that at the last amenities committee meeting we discussed the service level agreements. Nobody came forward with any proposals to uh, increase the maintenance of these two pieces of land. Um, I'm assuming that Joe will be putting the service level agreement on the amenities committee again for the next meeting. Perhaps it needs to be um, on that agenda that we look specifically at the maintenance of, well, certainly these two pieces of land, but well, all of our pieces of land, because it might be that we need to increase the levels of maintenance. I think the other thing in defense of Joe and in defense of Northwich Town Council, when we, when the council took on these pieces of land, we had enthusiastic councillors and enthusiastic residents that wanted to nurture these pieces of land. We seem to have lost all of that now. Uh, Joe and Northwich Town Council don't have the history or the understanding of what these pieces of land mean or why we took them on, um, and obviously we the residents who were involved are elderly now and can't do it. So perhaps what we should do is just put the maintenance of these two pieces of land onto the next amenities committee agenda and take it forward that way.
8: Okay, in the meantime.
0: I just don't think it's a very good um,
15: reflection on the Frodham Town Council to say that a piece of our land
0: is neglected. It's up to us to look after it. Well, that's what I'm suggesting that we do now through the amenities committee. Uh Um, So you're all happy for that to go onto the agenda for the next amenities committee. So we'll look at the uh, service level agreement in a bit more detail Joe, rather than just rubber stamp it.
8: Okay. In the meantime, sorry, we've not finished this yet. In the meantime, (laughs) can we have a formal vote as to whether we sell these two pieces of land? Because I'm against any sale of either of them. That's what's on. That is what is actually on the agenda.
0: Mm. That's right. Well, my, I mean. Yes or no? Well, we're only. The proposal was to consider it, not to sell it. Just to consider it.
8: So. Um, so and, and it's, and
0: it's been is No.
4: And it's been considered, and it's going to the next committee to see if the service level agreements can match it. In other words, it's, o- you- it's, it's okay, Phil, rolling your eyes, but the but fact you do is, it. we have a method and a way of doing things. Excuse
8: me, Mally, it's on the agenda not- to, there to be discussed and voted Russia, on. And all again. I'm asking is for that to happen tonight.
0: Joe, I agree. No. Joe, can you l- let Joe speak, please? She had her hand up for a while. Joe, can I just say
1: that um, Councillor Pennington wants to speak?
0: Oh, sorry. Frank yes
7: can I tell you this there's none of you know nothing about marshland <laughs> oh yes council Wade, I know a lot more than you do you know it's contaminated and I have proof do you know that I think that's another thing fragile Town council shouldn't be admitting to you you don't know one half, you don't know one half and it's the clerk wants to meet me with the chair of the council, and I'll teach <coughs> them in black and white. If,
8: want if it's contaminated, you why know. should we want to sell it on?
7: What's it
2: contaminated with? What's it contaminated with, please? With,
7: there used to be a gas on there. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something else. You can't put no more trees on there because the electricity company has stopped you. I have plans and it's covered in copper, only two foot deep underneath all that land. Maybe that you need to send... and everything. You okay. You can't cancel away.
0: Can no- Please hold on now, Joe. Do we need to vote on this proposal tonight? Mally was prepared to... Um, defer it, but we now we've decided to defer it or refer it to the amenities committee to, so we'll to, go, to go
1: to to amenities committee. Excuse me. me, chair. Hold on,
0: Bill, please
1: carry on. Amenities committee to make um, um, a recommendation to full council meeting at a future date.
3: Okay, we need a vote on what was on the agenda for
0: Let's tonight. Hold on, Lucy. Bill wants to speak, Bill.
9: I'm very worried that we're going to have a proposal made and then we make some decision one way or the other, and then we don't get an opportunity to have an alternative discussion to say what the alternative proposal would be. Yeah, uh-huh. and we suddenly jump from one proposal and that's the answer because we're not looking at any of the alternatives, and the alternative could be we're not selling or we send it to the amenities committee. Now, I don't think we should have a situation where you eliminate one of those proposals by just having one vote, and that's the end of it.
0: Well, that's why it's going to amenities committee to to be looked at, to look at the maintenance issues.
9: But what's on the agenda
0: is whether we're going to sell it or not.
9: Bill has just made a proposal that we decide that we are or we aren't gonna sell. Okay? But well, that's being brushed aside.
0: No, it's not, Bill. We're, we're asking the amenities committee to look in more detail at the maintenance requirements. Only then can we make a decision. It'll come the, the amenities so, committee will we'll make not... proposal, a proposal, a recommendation to full council in when January completely disagree
3: with that it's on the agenda that we have to consider whether to sell it and i think we should be allowed the opportunity to vote as to whether we want to sell it because it's on the
4: chair chair i've got papers and looking into papers if council are worried are worried about housing being built on it it can't there's a codicil on it the only thing i would say is that i want it made safe and looking at it it's going to take a lot of money, Lucy, out of our reserves to make it safe.
15: What's
4: and I thought, right I now? thought, I thought, Lucy, that if we could get somebody like the Hob Haywood people or anybody that would take it on that we could help with, that would be my proposal. Why
0: I'm not So, make... Sorry? Sorry, joe has got her hand up, please. Will you let Joe speak?
1: I understood that we'd just deferred this,
8: so we've deferred this to. Uh, no, 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 we. Don't. No, 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 We're we not, didn't. We've not voted on deferring this at all. Can we bring this? Can we bring this item to a
1: closure?
0: Mally, can I ask you if you will withdraw these two proposals?
4: Gladly, chair.
0: Do we have a second for Mally to withdraw the proposal? Donna, yeah. Okay, so all those in favour of us withdrawing the proposal.
2: I'm not sure what I'm voting on to be honest. What's the what's the proposal that
9: we're what voting is
0: the on? Proposal? No, we're proposal. not allowed to vote on it, basically. sorry, Mally, sorry no, Mally, excuse me, please. Molly has proposed that we consider the disposal of the land. He is now wanting to withdraw that proposal.
8: Is that permanently?
0: It's withdrawn. It doesn't matter. He can't say permanently because it might come back another time from another councillor. He's withdrawing the proposal. Do so we even consider selling it then? No. No, we're, no we're, we're withdrawing the proposal to consider the sale and we've got a proposer and a seconder and some people have voted that yes, they are happy for Mali to withdraw this proposal. I'm being a bit thick here and I, I am getting confused myself. It's like Boris Johnson at the moment because I'm, I'm very, very confused. Are we going to propose that we're putting it back to a further date to discuss it or are we proposing now not to sell it at all? No, we're, proposing, to... we're, we're, we're just voting on Mali wanting to withdraw the proposal, full stop. So we're not going to go to a vote on whether to sell it or not because Mali doesn't want his proposal to go forward. He wants but to withdraw want, it.
8: But we want to vote on whether to, whether to sell it or not. In you don't agenda, know.
0: In the agenda, well, it actually says
2: to consider a proposal to, to, to dispose of marshlands. I mean, I have to say, what I was very confused about is, well, all the numbering's wrong here. Um, so we've got land asset assets, for 250, and then we go, jump to 251, and then we go to 251's the neighbourhood plan. So I, I'm just totally confused as to what, what is meant to be in what. But I read this, we've dealt with Manly Road cops and we've said that that's going to be looked at as friends so in other words the to to look at a propose, to consider a proposal to dispose of manley cops never came to a vote no what well, we said is that we're going to get a group of people to look at it as if they're a group of friends yeah and so the yeah. same should be for ma- ma- uh, marshlands as well yeah.
0: because it's the same thing yeah.
2: um, totally
4: I mean, agree caroline
0: Mally does not want us to take his proposals, for either of those proposals, forward, because we are looking at an alternative, which is going to the amenities committee to review the maintenance programme. So we don't need to vote. Mally said happy to withdraw this uh, proposal. Okay, he's withdrawn
4: it. Okay. Okay. I've withdrawn it because it basically I've got what I needed, and that was to get both of the areas cleaned up, managed by somebody who wants to go forward with a project that we could back, but not be completely in charge of. That's all I wanted.
0: OK, so are we done with this agenda item now? No, can I, yes. I've, I've had my hand oh. up quite a
15: while, actually. OK, so. Bernie. Could I please ask Councillor Pennington to give to the council any evidence that he has of contamination or anything else that he thinks is untoward because it's our land and if we've got evidence of that then i think the full council needs to see it joe
0: you help Judith.
14: Through? sorry it's lynn, lynn riley thought, here
0: no i thought joe had got a hand up okay lynn uh perhaps perhaps um
14: joe could write formally to the head of regulatory services at cheshire western chester and ask them to confirm what's on the contaminated land register.
0: Thanks, Lynn. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think the only other way of, of determining whether it is still contaminated or not is to go through the expense of having it tested. Well,
15: um, I'm sorry, but Councillor Pennington said that he'd got papers and evidence. So why would we need to pay? Because
0: we're in... T- 2020 now. We've had that land for a very long time, and we don't know what the state of contamination is these days. If we make any decisions on it, we need to know what the current contamination is, not what it was in the 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 70s. It's written on, then, is it? If it's not up to date. Hmm. Lucy, did you want to speak again? Uh, No, not just this moment. Okay, thank you. So can we move on, then, to... um, Agenda item 251. Yeah. We've just done item 251. Oh, well, well the next item. They plan.
1: Neighborhood plan.
0: Yeah. Um, we've had a note from Joe which sets out the costs over the last um, however many years. Did, uh, Caroline. Oh,
2: sorry, Joe, are you going to go through these?
0: Sorry, what, did you want me to go
2: through the financial report? Well, yeah, I mean, we asked you for this back in August, and I, I wasn't quite sure why it's it's come to full council again.
1: You had it on the 20th of August. I was asked by councillors to put neighbourhood plan back on the agenda. Well, why? Who, who asked for it, right? it? I wasn't proposing so, to go through it, it was just a note.
2: So who asked for it to go back on the agenda this time?
1: I did,
4: Caroline.
2: Right. Okay. well, can I just say, yes, we asked for this financial report to be done because we'd been asked by a particular council about it. Um, If I'd known it was going to be tabled again, I would have come back. I mean, there are a couple of mistakes on here
0: and it isn't complete. Um, Okay. perhaps Joe can update it for us and circulate it again. You know, we would like some dates
2: on some of these um, costs that have gone out. Um, There's... One section where it says 2021 to 2021, it should be 2020 to 21. Um, and there's as I say, payments, and we can't actually balance some of the numbers. It is 20 to 21, it isn't, it's 2021 to 21.
0: Well, come on, let's not argue about typos, Joe. And um, could you update that and circulate it, please?
2: Yeah. Can, can I just say that we're, we're waiting now for Cheshire West biodiversity, internal biodiversity group to come back to us to see whether we've got to go through the uh, Habitats Regulation Assessment. And that is what we're waiting on
4: now. Is that all what we're waiting on, Caroline? How do you mean, is it all what we're waiting on? Well, hasn't, has something gone to Cheshire West and Chester already or not? Yeah, it's gone. Right. Has any members of this council, other than yourself, seen the proposal that you put in for Brodham? Yeah, you've all had a
2: copy. Oh,
4: you've all had um, a copy. You have all Sorry, copy. I totally apologise, Caroline, because it skipped my inbox. Well, it shouldn't.
2: It, we sent it out at the end of August.
8: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, password on it, because we all had to get the password and remember it.
0: Yeah. Okay.
6: It Can was, we move uh, on
0: then to was, the next item? Ryan's got his hand up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, who? The Brian. Ryan, okay.
6: The file we got with the uh, PDF of the neighbourhood plan in it had uh, an encrypted password that only lasted for about 10 days, I think. Mm. Um, so it, if you go back and try and reopen it now, it probably won't open again. But uh, yeah, we, we, it was one of the very first things I received when I joined this council. So we, we yeah. definitely did all get it.
15: Okay, thank you. So, can I just ask Caroline? So, we've some. Have you submitted the entire thing
2: now to Cheshire West? No, you don't. You've. They've got the the draft. Right. And what we'd has to go through certain assessments now. We've got lots of hoops to jump through, but they're hoping that once they decide whether we've got to have a biodiversity assessment because this is a new criteria, that will be done by Cheshire West and then we can go for regulation 14 which is, means we can go out to, to for public consultation
11: okay. not to,
2: not that that's to the relevant bodies not to the public yet we've got because it's got to go through Cheshire West right so we hope we're aiming for next may
15: right on the pla- i've been doing the planning training and it comes mm. up quite a lot about mm. the, the neighborhood plan and we seem to be one of the few that haven't
2: completed ours yet no, we're, if, you, if you read the briefing note from uh, Chalk, they actually said that we were one of the ones that were near completion. Yes. The people that were on the planning committee
15: um, training, they all seem to have put theirs in. Sorry.
2: Well, there are. There are quite a few that have passed and gone to referendum. Don't forget, ours is much bigger because we're, we're, we're three times, say, the size of Tarvin, with a lot of them are very small ones that have gone through This is a big document. It's
14: about 20 parishes that have so far declared their uh, neighbourhood plans.
8: Yeah. Bernie, I think what what you need to remember as well on those courses, a lot of those people were all from the same council.
2: Yeah.
8: Uh, Yeah. Because I was getting confused with that as well.
0: OK, thank you. OK, so we're moving on. Um, uh, The next item, the Memorial Working Group, really this should not have come to full council. It has to go back to uh, PP&R committee because it's their working group. Well, so- actually
8: that's not what I asked to go on the agenda anyway. Right. I asked for the bench policy or the seats policy to be reviewed um, because it is um, out of date. And um, and actually as it, it has impact on the work we're doing on the memorial bench.
0: Uh, well, again, that, that can go to PPNR because uh, they look well, at the well, policies.
8: Well, I asked for this to be, in particular, I, I have an objection to um, section 2.2 about commem- commem- commemorative plaques, uh, which basically says that nobody in town, no none of our townsfolk can have a commemorative commemorative plaque but if um, a councillor dies, then his family can have a plaque. I just think this stinks of elitism, and it's out of date. And I well, think we should yeah, strike they, that from the policy.
0: Thanks, Phil. Well, we can look at that on PP and R at the next meeting. J- okay. we'll put that on the agenda. I did ask for
8: it to be put on this one, but never mind.
0: Ryan, are you? Um, no, no, no,
8: no, I'm fine.
0: Lucy, no, no, it
8: is on this one.
3: It doesn't have to go to PPNR because it was a separate request, separate to the memorial group, and therefore it would not be subcategorised under
0: PPNR. Well, yeah. PPNR look after the policies. It's within their remit. Joe, you wanted to say something?
1: I was just going to say it is on the agenda for this, e- this meeting to receive a report to yeah. from Council Griffiths and consider revision amendment of seats policy. It is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but the 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 seats policy is not policy is not within the remit of your working group. It's a separate thing. But um, it's I'm happy for it to come up on the agenda for the next uh, um PP and R committee meeting. Can it not be discussed at a full town council meeting? No, because because each committee has its own allocation of work. That's the way the council is set up. Most of the work is done through committees, and then those committees and the working groups under those committees go to the committee and then put the proposals to full council.
15: Yeah, I do understand that. I was just thinking, while we're all
0: together, why couldn't we discuss it?
4: Because it's quarter nine.
0: Uh, Ryan and then Lucy. I'm
6: a, I'm a bit confused. If we've come into this meeting knowing we, knowing we, didn't, we can't discuss this, why has it even been put onto the agenda when you and Joe have sat and put the agenda together. Yeah. Why is it sat there as an agenda item, knowing that we're not going to discuss it?
0: Lucy?
3: I'd like to ask if we're going to be allowed to vote on anything that's on the agenda tonight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the next item on the the Grants Working Group. Um, There isn't really anything very much to vote on yet for the Memorial Working Group. Um, You've only considered three pieces of land. There's no report we, on any other pieces of land. We put forward
8: a proposal that we actually want to use um, Manly Road Cops. So we have put forward a proposal already. Yeah.
0: No, but it's not you've not reviewed all of our pieces of land and given. We've reviewed,
8: reason, we've, we've, we've you've you've seen the minutes of the first working group.
0: We today, identified
8: yeah. the pieces of land that we thought could would be suitable. Yeah. And then we went through another process where we all went out and visited those pieces of land, and then we picked the one that we thought was the best. So what are you doing saying that we haven't done it? Because we have.
0: Well, what, what about church fields?
8: What about? Well, yeah, we, uh, church fields is not exactly the right place for that sort of bench. We did Why not love to talk about Why? it. Well, Because it's full of kids. Yes. It's not a place for quiet contemplation if you've lost somebody
0: it doesn't have We're to be back next to the player
8: if you lot want to be on the committee why didn't you get on there don't start talking about it now
4: sorry phil not? that's why we sorry phil but that's why we have working groups for the I working know, groups, you're not the on the working, working group, group are you Mally? i let you speak the working groups are there to knock all this into consideration and bring right. proposals back to the relevant committee where their working group sits and then then for that relevant committee to make recommendation to council that's the way it works here
15: yes yes i think we all know that all phil's saying is that why if you if you wanted why didn't you go on the working group
4: unfortunately i wasn't in a position to go on the working group like several of us, there was other things in my life that I had to do. So I do apologise that I couldn't take that time up.
15: Well, maybe you could join now.
4: More than willing, Councillor Wade. More than willing.
0: Yeah, please, sorry, can we we move on now? Instead of having spats about who is and isn't on a working group. <laughs> Ryan's got his hand up. Sorry, who has?
6: Ryan. I'm just totally confused why we spent 10 minutes on this when... We started off saying it shouldn't be an agenda item. How has it even got on this agenda if it should not have been for this committee? It should have been... Phil should have been told, sorry, it's not for full council, it's for PPR. So why is it even on our agenda for this evening? I I just don't understand why we're wasting 10 minutes on this again.
0: Okay. well, it will be discussed at um, the next PPR committee. Why why wasn't that told to Phil beforehand then? Yes. Why have we sat
6: here all night? And the agenda's been out for a week. You and Joe sat and put the agenda together. So why have you allowed it to be listed without contacting Phil and saying it's the wrong committee? Put it on PP and R. Yeah, Joe, where are you,
0: Joe?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I put, put all. Uh, I put out a request for agenda items as per our standing orders. I get the request for, some, for items for the agenda into me. I don't then say, Phil, you can't have this item on because I don't think it should be on this committee. When I put out a call for full council agenda items, I get them in.
6: Yeah, but you and the chair put the agenda together. So why, why have you, when you put the agenda together, the pair of you, why have you not knocked it back? And why is, How has it made its way onto the agenda?
1: because it was requested by a member of the
6: council. Well,
15: that's saying that every request that we put in goes onto the agenda and that's not right.
0: Right. I think we can accept that there's been a, a breakdown of communications here between myself and Joe. I'm happy to take the blame for that, if, what, if that is what you want. It has to go to the pp and Committee. End okay. of.
8: All right. I'm happy with that. At least I know where I am.
0: Yeah. Can we move on then to the grants working group? Yes. So we have three recommendations for the grants. I think most of the other ones didn't meet the criteria. And we've ended up with three grants that we are recommending to be paid. Do we have... Any objections to those three grants? No. No. Can we vote on those three grants then? All those in favour of awarding those three grants? Helen? You're not voting? No. Okay. So I think that is everybody apart from Helen and Lucy, were you voting? Yeah, everybody voted for, apart from Helen. Helen, are you voting against? Abstaining.
10: No, I'm abstaining. Just I haven't had a chance to have a look at the paperwork on the grants, so I don't feel it's fair that I vote.
0: So abstain then. Okay, thanks.
10: Thank you.
0: And now we've. Uh, it, it's unfortunate we we doubled our our. Grant budget because we were expecting a lot of uh, applications in basically to help people cope with uh, the COVID situation. Um, but as most of the grants applications didn't comply with the criteria, we're left with rather a lot of money in the grants budget, which we can we don't have to spend at all, we can put it back into reserves. But um, I can't remember now, but somebody in, in the grants working group suggested that we might split it between the four schools in Frogham. Um find
15: Judith, it was yourself actually that suggested
0: it. I d di- no, I didn't. Somebody suggested it to me. I just put it over okay. as chair of the working group. It wasn't my suggestion, although I do quite like it. Um
2: so was it somebody on the work on the grants committee?
0: Yeah, but then again, most of us were there, Caroline. Yeah. Um
2: so I thought it was your suggestion Judith.
0: No, I just put it forward because I was chairing the working group. Um I can't remember who actually put it forward. Um but it, it seemed that most of the, the the working group were in favor of it. It's um
2: oh, I I I just thought we were making too many decisions quickly. I mean
5: hmm.
2: I I think you know it's a lot of money this and there's a lot of
0: people out there who've right. are hitting bad times. It's um hmm. Yeah, but this, this is, I mean, there's some, over 700 children in our four schools, so it would be helping a lot of people. Ryan, are, we,
6: are we considering a proposal here, not even knowing who proposed it to start with? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the proposal's here now. So it who's made a,
2: it? So who's made the proposal?
0: Well, I'm making it now as chair of the working group because it, it was documented in the working group um, notes. So, have we got a seconder for it? No. I'd
15: like no. to say something. Yeah. Like say something. I, think, I think if Manor School are already getting a grant, I think it's unfair that they get a second grant, if you like, when but other they're... schools, like Weaver Vale School, were denied their grant. And I know you said that it didn't meet with the criteria, which I understand, but I think in the present circumstances, criterias can be manoeuvred, especially for young kids in deprived areas.
0: Well, the the problem is if we change the criteria now, it's unfair to all those groups that decided they didn't meet the criteria, so they didn't apply. And I,
15: I still don't understand how, if it's got to be for the benefit of the community, why the kids of Weaver Vale School aren't benefiting
0: by iPads. Because it's it's that is all part of the day to day running of the school. There's no benefit outside of the school, like there is with the um, manor school. Mally? Mally, then Lucy. Can I speak as well, please? I've had my hand up for a while. Sorry, Donna. Yeah Donna, Mally, then Lucy. Okay.
5: Um a lot of the grants a lot of the applicants did not meet the criteria. It was a tough decision to make. And I think there's so, many, there's so much opposition now to the schools having that money shared. Before. I propose that we, we stop that, that the money goes back into the funds and the three or four people who have applied get the grants. It's unfair. And I think now everyone else is punishing the schools and the kids. So I propose that the money stays in the pot.
8: I'd that.
4: Um,
0: um, who was next? Mally? and then. Luke. Yeah,
4: I was I was just gonna say that um, I felt strongly about this about um Weaver Vale in particularly not getting it, um, the grant. And that I think it could have been me, Judith, that mentioned giving it to the schools, because I'm always the baddie. So it might it could have been me. And I would have thought that Weaver Vale have this proposal goes through that the schools could have it i'll go with donna i'll go with the flow but had the proposal gone through that the schools could have had it Manor could have had theirs reduced by the amount of their grant that they'd already received and the schools would have benefited and i think on the numbers um, I think Weaver Vale would have been able to get more iPads than they originally wanted. Yes. But I'm I'm quite happy. I I would like it to go to the schools, but if council don't want it to go to our children, who are going to be the next councillors, that's fine. But I'd like a name vote, please.
0: Uh,
3: Lucy? Yeah, so I would just like to say that Weaver Vale's initial request was for 1,800 knots. and a half thousand it was the initial feedback from the working group came back to say that it wasn't to be used for every day-to-day running costs which it isn't because coping for a crisis during coronavirus is not part of day-to-day running costs it's to do with something in an emergency situation that the school are struggling with the second one where it said that it did not meet the criteria was that it had to be beneficial to the wider community. I would argue that it is beneficial to the wider community because equal access to education for all people does have a benefit to the wider community. Because when people are deprived of these things, it causes issues. Frank.
7: We talk
3: about the... oh, i hadn't finished and uh, oh, i just sorry. said i would like to add a proposal that if we don't if we don't want to split this money between the schools that we grant we've availed the 1800 that they initially asked for
0: right
3: over to frank
7: yeah, we're we're always talking about the wider community this council does more for the youth of Prodium than any other parish council or town council or community council. 10,000 every year, plus other things we've given them and they doing their building up. And, and it's for the full term of this council, they will receive another 10,000 this year. And on and on it goes. So don't let me hear about this. They receive I took it myself, Every year, I took a a grant from the Stroke Club, which I'm the patron, and I always, me and my wife, donate a cheque to them every year. And I did that the other day. So don't say we've availed or neglected. They're all in for this government grant. I can tell you that. All the schools around here are in for the government grant. Which is available to them. So nobody's not the youth. We do a lot this council does. Never ever let the youth down. fraudulent we haven't.
0: Okay, apart from closing all the parks. Sorry, Lucy. Apart from closing a number of parks, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's been. Okay. So where we're at now? Um, do we want to withdraw Why? this proposal? I've just had plans for a while. Okay, sorry, Bernie. Um, I think
15: I'd like to propose that we actually take this away now and discuss it again because there's, there's people that want to give to the kids. There's people that I think as well are deserving cases of the nursing homes in the village. So I think it's a bigger issue that we need to discuss, not just now. It's too short a time. We need to take it away and discuss it again. Okay, Pat.
0: Can I just ask what the £410 was? What was they, uh, what did they ask for? You they know? are, because um, the school choir can't, are not allowed to sing now because of COVID. Yeah. So they're learning the, um, you know, British Sign yes. Language, so they can sign the songs. So they can still have a choir, but they're using their hands rather than singing. And they do a lot of work in the community going out to places and, and singing or to people.
6: Question: Then, are all the other schools aware that they could ask Virgin Council for a grant? Yeah. Not a bail camp because they got those
0: rejected. Well, they they asked for the same thing that St Luke's School asked for last year, and they were turned down because they using just buying stuff for them to use in school for themselves is not a benefit to the wider community so we turn St Luke's down it's not appropriate really to us then allow another school to have us for the same thing. Ryan? The £410, does that cover them and teaching
6: children how to use sign language? Yes.
0: Does, yeah. Every school then should I get the £410? So every school gets the same opportunity to teach their children how to use sign language? Well, well, if, do. if they want to do that I don't know that they will. Um, Ryan wanted to
6: speak. Uh, I'm not against giving any money to our schools in project providing it's going to a definitive cause and we know where the money is going to and we know that it's going on a specific project. I yeah. think giving out £4,600 just to each school would be a bit irresponsible. Uh, um, I think we should invite applications from the schools to come to us and apply for what they want the money for.
4: So can I, can I just get this right? Is Councillor at Noun not giving the credit of the school and the school governors to make the best decision for each school? Is he saying that they would go and spend their money on something that was not worthy for the school? Because okay. I think that that is not really very nice to the management and the governors of our schools.
0: Caroline.
4: I think I need a chance but, uh, to come par- back on that. If he's just put that on record, I want a chance to come back on that because he's put
6: words in my mouth there. Can we
0: let Caroline have no, it? no? I
6: want to come back on that before it gets lost.
0: Okay.
6: That's not what I'm saying at all. And that's totally misrepresented. And I do not I'm not happy with that at all. The school okay. set out a budget, the school set out a budget for the year, and they if they find that there is something else they want outside of the governors or the teachers then they are entitled to come to us and ask for it if we tell them there is a pot of money there. But I have never once questioned the governors or the teachers of the school and it is wrong to suggest that.
0: Okay, Uh, Caroline.
2: Yeah, can I just say that one of the things is that everybody who gets a grant um, feeds back to us the following year. I mean, we haven't had a report back from last year's grant people yet, Um, but everything we get, uh, we award, we uh, get a report back. Um, so I would like, you know, I'd like to, to sort of make, emphasize the point that even when we award these monies, we do ask that they demonstrate what they've spent the money on and, and who's who's you know, had the advantage of it.
0: Joe,
1: not a problem. Not a problem. I'll put that report together. Can we go back, though, to 252.2 as to sharing the remaining? Are we going to defer this? to a subsequent oh, I I'm <laughs> uh, Judith?
0: i'm sorry you're talking about 253.2
1: yes sorry yeah
0: consider the proposal um, yes it looks like we can't make a decision tonight um, so um, we're Can we have all the, the
2: numbering amended on this agenda because we're, we're making notes? I mean, we're going to. We, these are
0: meant to be records. Caroline,
1: we'll um, you'll get the minutes. The minutes will have the correct numbers on.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it just this item. Um, so it, we we want you to take forward the proposal um to the next full council meeting. For what? what Thank you. The remaining. Um, the balance of the the grants budget to a proposal to to full council the next meeting to decide whether we do award it to anyone or whether it just goes back into reserves. In the meantime, can we maybe have some councillors putting forward some
15: uh, ideas and that so that we've uh, we've got some kind of agenda before we discuss it?
3: Yeah, maybe the
15: working group, grants working group, can resume and pick
3: up this matter and thrash it out a bit more.
0: Yeah. Uh, Joe?
1: Just take that forward then. You want a new, another Zoom meeting of the grants working group just to look at this item to take forward? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Perhaps, Joe, you could schedule it for um, after the amenities. Is it, no, what have we got? Is it amenities on the 8th? Yes. the 8th of December? Could we do it after that meeting?
1: Or oh, we could do it before. Do it before, so, and um,
0: then. Or should we just take half an hour before I mean it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And in the meantime, if any of you want to put forward proposals to Joe, then please do. Thank course, you. We do We don't, certainly don't want to go into a, a full round of uh, grants applications again because the grants for this year have gone. This is no. an entirely different matter. It's just whether we donate money or not. Uh, Frank, you wanted to talk? Yes.
7: Yes, every, every year, every year, even since you've been chair, every year for the last six years, I've kept asking you, we're breaking our own rules by not asking for the accounts for people who want them. Now, it's clearly stated here in the provisions that we should have accounts even for the youth club should have an account if they want a grant now can you please make sure that's done
1: in future joe it has been done frank i just need to collate the information thank you
0: okay thanks joe um right then where are we um Christmas. christmas working group well you've all had an update from me today by email um Not really got an awful lot to say on this. Um, But for those of you that have not been on the council for very long, uh, there's always been a community working group for Christmas. It's never been a Frodsham Town Council working group. It's run by the community. They make all the decisions. The only link to Frodsham Town Council is the, the contribution that the council make, the financial contribution. It's been working pretty well. I think we're probably in about 27th year of the Christmas festival now. Um, At one time, our former town clerk, Hazel Cat, was a volunteer on the group. So it was a fairly seamless um, thing for Hazel to have a finger on the pulse of the spending. That hasn't happened since Hazel left us. Joe has no involvement at all with the working group, other than whenever we want bills paying or we want money taken in. Um, and I, I am aware that there's been a, a bit of controversy about the tree. Now, normally, Frodrum Town Council do the tree, the working group had nothing to do with it. But because we have struggled so much as a working group to decide what we could and couldn't do, we asked Joe, could we take on board the tree this year? And the working group decided to go for this artificial tree. Um, we haven't signed any contracts and we haven't had the final invoice in yet. So I can't tell you exactly how much it costs because I've not been involved with the negotiations with the company that have provided it. Um, that's
15: Jude. It's going to just interrupt you there a minute. I'm sure you said that in another meeting that it had cost two and a half thousand pounds.
0: That that was the the estimate I was given by the uh, member of the working group that's organised the tree. Okay. I've had no no direct involvement with negotiating it, um Caroline. I mean, the one question I've been asked is, you
2: know, oh great, where are you going to store it? Well. My understanding is that all we've done is rented it, and we haven't actually got anything. So it's cost us two and a half thousand pounds
4: to rent.
0: Judith, okay.
4: just Mally. like to point out that our neighbours are paying over three and a half grand for their artificial one. A real so one? take a real one. Sorry. So if you'd like to take that in consideration, and we don't know yet um, what the final figure is, but we've never ever questioned our working group because it's been a Frodsham town council thing that we give towards the children's Christmas in this way. So I think at the moment, um, ours is looking, I congratulate the working group. It's not easy to be on that group at all. And the majority of people on that group, there's only Judith that's a councillor. Um, and I'd remind everybody, if it wasn't uh, for Judith stepping in, we wouldn't have had a Christmas festival because everybody walked away from it when Mike Pusey resigned. So I thank our working group because our kids wouldn't benefit from it if it wasn't for Judith stepping in with the group that she's pulled together. And they're a very hard-working group. And I look forward to what they're doing. And I realise that it's got to be um, secret until it's released because of Covid. But I, for one, know that other trees, and I'm sure Joe will be able to tell me, I mean, you know, we how much have we paid in the past? There was only the year that I was mayor, we got one free. And we've paid a lot of money in the past for them. And please remember, we've just gone through a very, very difficult time. The tree and the lights are something that not just the children enjoy, but our old people enjoy as well. And I think this is one thing that I would say, I'm very happy that we've got the tree we've got.
0: Joe, did you want to say something? No. Okay, Bernie. Yeah, um, just a quick one. Um.
15: Do the working group, do they send in receipts and an accountability for the money that they spend of the 10,000 pounds that we give them? Uh, it's not
0: 10,000, I don't think, Joe. Six. Six, then. Six, yeah. Uh,
1: no no nothing nothing goes through without coming through the books if you like
15: right so we know where the money's going
1: yeah every, everything that i reference if you look on our um accounting reports they've all got a t number which is a transaction number so everything is going through our accounting system
15: okay i just wondered how were you accounted for the expenditure that was all pat
0: then caroline then ryan uh, can I just verify? Like Caroline said, that this is just rented for this year. No decision has been made for the next year. No, that's right then. Yeah, because personally, just personally, I think you can't beat me on three. But that's my personal opinion. Okay, thank you. So I can tell the people if I if they ask me, is it going to be a permanent one? <laughs> no, we wouldn't have anywhere to store something that size. Okay. Uh, was it Caroline next, and then Ryan?
2: Yeah, I I I didn't appreciate either that um, the trees at the cemetery were, have been planted to be used as Christmas trees. No, um, nor me. And that I was quite shocked about and I wish we'd known about it because I think they're beautiful trees. Um, but, but also, sorry? such a shame to cut them down though. No, I know, but if that was the purpose of them, if that was why they were put in, because they are Christmas trees. Yeah. Um, so, you
0: know, we, have we missed a trick? Um, They'll still be there next Christmas if we, you know, we can look at what we do next Christmas. It might just be that Joe takes on responsibility for the tree again next year if we're back to normal. Right. I,
2: mean, I I was on the, the Christmas working group for I don't know how many years and, I mean, one year we even had one, it was a conifer that somebody had cut down in their garden because it was free and it was quite a nice tree. Also, what we used to do was we used to go to the garden centre and buy it and put the money back into the business of Frodsham, mm. rather than using a company outside Frodsham.
0: Yeah.
2: Ryan.
6: Um, so, are we saying at the moment we don't we don't know what that final cost for the tree was?
0: That's right. Yeah.
6: Because in the accounts for the twenty eighth of October, there's a, a bill there for two thousand four hundred eighty six pound forty for. Is it? 20-something illumination.
0: The, the, lights and the lights are nothing to do with the Christmas working group. Brodgham Town Council always pay for the lights. They have a budget. They have money in reserve for lights. Joe? That's not the invoice.
1: These were the lights that you, you know you've got strung between the uh, lampposts, so nothing to do with the Christmas tree. Yes. It's the, the street lighting and there were replacement bulbs. Okay.
0: Yeah yes i think every council has a massive bill for the christmas lights
6: yeah i just thought because it was so close to the money that we thought it was going to pass no. on,
0: no, was... all the work that kd do switching the lights on every year checking them, and test that that's not them doing it out of the goodness of their heart we pay for that service
6: yeah fine thank you
0: anybody else got anything on christmas no no yeah. so where are we next um, committee membership. Um, yeah, this was just to confirm that Mali, although he resigned as chair of the events committee, he didn't intend to resign from the committee altogether. So he just wants to confirm that uh, he can go back onto the events committee, Lucy i'd just like to say that at last
3: full fredgen town council meeting i I requested to go on the events committee and was told it would be covered in clerk's items and the meeting ended abruptly and that wasn't on there i'd also like to add that we're going to have some new councillors and we should be giving new people a chance to committees as well
0: okay so well are we happy then for both Lucy and Mally to become events committee members? I also, sorry for interrupting you, um, Judith, but I used to be on the event, it was events, wasn't it? Uh, not events. Amenities. Amenities, sorry. Uh, and it's changed over. It? So I did mention it, I think, at the last meeting. And then obviously, perhaps I should have emailed Joe to, to confirm that, but I would like to be. Um, have the chance to rejoin the committee if possible, understand if it's too late or whatever, but I would like to be
15: considered. Certainly. I think it's going to be over-prescribed, sure. subscribed if we have everybody on the events committee.
1: Jo? Can I just say something that uh, Ryan and I have had an exchange of emails about. Um, we've got the committee membership, which is on your um, agenda for tonight. And we agreed at uh, another meeting how many places we would have. And some of these committees are oversubscribed. Um, So I don't know whether you want, as a council, to re-look at your committee membership and the terms of reference in terms of how many places you want to allocate for each
8: committee.
0: Okay. Phil, then Mally. Can I suggest that
8: uh, I I agree with what... Joe's saying that. Can I suggest that we defer all um, decisions about committee membership to the next meeting and in the meantime look at our membership policies, the members on our committees, the number of people that should be on those committees. I'm just aware of the time now, it's getting on a bit Um, and Mm -hmm. I'd I'd just like to defer this Uh, and and also by then we we will have co-opted on hopefully our new councillors and it will give them uh, an opportunity to join whichever committees they want rather than filling everything up tonight
4: yeah
8: so basically i just want to defer it leave all committees as they are for now and defer them
4: ali it's
8: okay no problem
2: caroline yeah i agree with that phil i'd also like to see perhaps we need to put in place that if a member does some a councillor does leave a committee they can't just come back willy-nilly you know that perhaps they they, they once they leave in a council year, that's it. You can't go back until the following year.
4: Sorry, Caroline.
0: OK, so, Joe, um, do you want to just email all councillors again and just ask them to confirm which committees they do want to be a member of? And yes. at PPR, yeah. we'll, um, we'll review the, the generic... The
1: interest. number of places in the quorum. So, well, we've got eight. Where we tried to make the committees consistent we'll look at those numbers
0: yeah, we'll, yeah,
8: we'll we'll
0: have have yeah no. sorry bernie we'll, and then phil
15: we'll have new councillors at, after the next meeting so maybe it would be better to wait until we've got the new councillors on and then look at it
0: well why why don't we just leave this until the beginning of the next council year because we're not going to have that many more committee meetings yeah um, but yeah. in the meantime i'm i'm happy for you know the, the three that have been suggested tonight that Mally and lucy want to go on events and but
15: i think, we were... think we've got a lot of councillors on a lot of committees instead of it being like you know you can't There,
4: sure? yeah sure. i'll help out i'll withdraw my um application oh, just,
0: can i, can I speak i've
4: had my hand up for quite a while there sorry donna um,
5: I'm under the impression that Mally resigned as chair of events, not from the chair, from the committee itself. I don't have an issue with Mally coming back. If, like I mean, it is, I mean it is quite, um, well, it's not mean it is anymore, is it? It's quite heavily subscribed to. I'm quite happy to step back from events. I work shifts, it's, it can, so it could be one less thing for me to do. But on just on a note, Malley didn't resign from the committee; he resigned as chair. Okay.
8: Sorry, the email he sent clearly stated that he was resigning from both.
4: Hey, I've just listened. You no need to argue about me. I'm here, and I've just said I won't go back on it. There's no problem. All
0: right. right. Okay. Well, fucking hell. There's progress. Yeah. Um, Agenda item 256. Um, uh, To find out whether we have got an update on the Community Association and Youth Association leads. Unfortunately, Councillor Dawson was leading on this, so I don't know whether we've ever got anywhere. Joe, do you know?
1: No, I've got no update.
0: Right. So they're they're not pushing us to make any changes?
1: No.
0: Ah, Next item, Christmas lights. One for you, Joe. Uh, Okay, these are the lights
1: that were wrapped in the trees well before my time and, effectively, uh, the trees have grown, they've stretched the um, cabling and they're partly working. Uh, When Frocham Town Council and KDE went to check them, they said that unless we're, as a council, we're going to replace the lights in the trees, they would advise that this year we switch them off. So three off, two on.
0: Okay.
1: Um, unless the council are prepared to commit a- around about 10,400 pounds. That would be for Northwich Town Council to work with us for KDE and Light to redo those trees. But we're on a really short timeframe whether we can get those on for Christmas.
2: Caroline. Have you been back to the people that we got those from? Um, Because it was a very specialised company. Yes. KDE. um, Yes, it was Light. Sorry?
1: Comical Light.
2: I don't remember that name. I know Linda Brown did a lot of the uh, work for that. So I can ask Linda which company she used, uh, because she had the brochure on it. I've got
1: all the details for that, Caroline, which is what I've just given you, Um, so... But £10,500 seems an awful lot of money. They weren't that much last time. They were. If you look at the quotation, it's roughly £2,400 per tree, and you're talking about more than one tree. All I can say is this evening, if the council aren't able to commit to that sum to fix them this year, we switch them off and look at it for next year.
0: My my preference, Joe.
1: Bye.
0: Yeah, my preference, Joe, is not to rush out and spend the money now. Um, but I think after Christmas we should think of doing it because if we do a big post COVID event in the town. We might want to use the lights because, you know, maybe it's going to be a, a late evening thing in the spring or summer, and we might want to have those lights on. But maybe we should look at other companies as well, because I know the um, the Christmas tree company that we use, the, the Christmas decorators, they do tree wrapping as well. And they would be happy to give us quotes. because They obviously noticed that some of our trees weren't um, working properly. So a, a, a quote from another company wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, Don't we need any quotes? So Pat first, and then Caroline. I just asked, uh, when do they actually check these trees that we're working? Because surely it should be done once in advance, so we can get other estimates in in time for Christmas. We we knew they were faulty last Christmas, Pat, but they only come out and start looking at the lights towards Christmas. Um, that Caroline and then Donna.
2: Yeah, shouldn't we be getting? This is a very large item. This is somewhere where we should be getting three quotes for this.
7: Yeah.
5: Hmm. I just wondered how old are they? How long have they been in the tree? I mean, I, I like those lights in
0: particular—the tree light, the tree rat.
5: But I don't know
0: how old are they? Are the older ones? I think well before before our time on the council. Yeah.
7: Uh,
2: Has anybody asked Linda Brown, because Linda, uh, and it will be in the community
1: minutes. It is in the community minutes. Uh, What's happened is the lights in the older trees have failed because the trees have grown and the uh, branches were kind of tightly wrapped. So they've blown. The ones that we did, that uh, Linda organised last year, year before, 2018, they're fine. It's the old ones that we have
14: an issue with.
0: Yeah. So um, I, I think then the consensus, Joe, is that we we get some more quotes. We don't just go with the KDE and Northwich Town Council quote. Look a bit further, but we might want to get them done. Um, you know, for spring summertime, if we're going to do a big post-COVID event. Lucy wants to say something. Sorry, Lucy. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I was just saying approximately how many bulbs are in those, in each tree, because I mean... About (laughs) 650,000.
1: No. They're all wrapped with little, little lights.
3: Because I mean, what they use in the pub fitting industry, they have, you know, these ones with bulbs and they loop together and it wouldn't... Be anything
1: like the, the branches are wrapped. Can we just move this on then? So, Can
6: we
0: just... Uh, so Ryan wanted to speak. Ryan.
6: Is that quote to repair or to replace?
0: Replace. Replace.
6: All oh, right, okay, good. Okay, fine.
0: Can I just say, Lucy, I'm sorry if I don't always see you. You're just sort of blending into your background a little bit when you put your hand up. That's why I don't always see you. you need to wave your hand a bit more. Yeah,
3: so, I was doing this. So,
0: yeah, we'll
1: get you a uh, we'll flag. Yeah, <laughs> Joe. Okay, fine. So, um, we're not going to switch on those trees that aren't working because the cost is too much for this year, and we're going to move it into next year and start looking at it in January, February.
0: Yeah, thanks, Joe. Um, moving on then, 258. Um, we we realise now we're starting up more working groups, it's sensible to have um, terms of reference for working groups. And we're trying to standardise them a little bit as we have done for the terms of reference for committees. So Jo has uh, looked back and seen what we've done before for working groups, and she's come up with um, a draft terms of reference. So I'm sure I've got them in here somewhere. Um, Anybody got any concerns about them? Lucy, just
3: think we have too many terms and too many references and we could just sometimes use a bit of common sense.
0: Well, that's not really the way that we're supposed to work as a council. We're supposed to work, you know, have a framework that we uh, progress things in.
1: It's It's a one page document. It couldn't get... Much simpler, really. We need to flesh out the bit about what each working group is going to be doing.
15: I found it quite helpful, Joe, to be honest.
0: Yeah.
1: Judith had uh, looked at that. Yeah.
8: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well,
8: I've, uh, I've looked at it, and from the point of group view of leading a group, I'd find it quite easy to uh, work with that document. It's not a problem.
0: Yeah. Well, I think then if, oh, sorry, Caroline. Yeah, my only concerns was that
2: you were trying to put w- one set of terms of reference to fit all
1: eventualities.
2: Um, yeah. I, I just That was the point, that it
1: was generic.
8: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm happy for the, the working groups to go away and fill in the blanks, you know, and, and if there's anything really that you particularly want to change, we can look at that. But it's just a framework for all the working groups. So you know when you set a working group up, these are the things that you need to to start off with. Yes, it's helpful. Very helpful. So you're content then for the the, the working groups that we have now that you'll do your own, um, you know, let Joe have your, your thoughts on what you need to put in the blanks.
8: Yeah, I'll fill it in and send it back.
0: Great. Thanks for that. Do we need a vote on that, Joe, or are we just happy to... Ryan, did you want to speak?
6: No, no, I'm just spinning my pencil, sorry.
0: (laughs) You're making me work tonight, (laughs) trying to work out who wants to speak and who doesn't. Okay. um, So that's about it now, just to to, uh, the confidential staffing matters. So the proposal now is that we convert to Part B and unfortunately members of the public have to leave us.